My name is Oliver Queen. I had to become the Green Arrow. I am Supergirl. My name is Barry Allen, and I am the fastest man alive. I am the Flash. Where I'm from, you aren't just considered heroes. You're legend. Who controls everything in Gotham? I don't know. You've never heard of our secret council. So you're the devil. And you've left hell behind to take a vacation in Los Angeles. Lucifer Morningstar. Is that a stage name or something? God given, I'm afraid. You know what would be fun? A zombie show where a zombie's the star. That's dumb. Hey everybody, welcome to the DCTV Podcast, episode 83. Wow, we're really chugging along to 100. We might even make 100 by, what, 2017? Ooh. At this rate, ooh. Anywho, uh, we're back with another full slate of DCTV. Um, all of the shows this week. Gotham, Lucifer, Supergirl, uh, The Flash, Arrow, and Legends of Tomorrow. And joining me now, first of all, the, uh, the man who's going to be the new deputy mayor of Star City because the only re- prerequisite is to show up drunk every single day and not to shave. Whoop! Mr. Richard Chubtoad Sheldon. Yay. I, I, I promise to rule with a fair and even hand. And by rule, he means that bottle. <laughs> <laughs> Good. The woman who did all the logistics to help Charlotte put the blade in those 12 people's hands on Lucifer this week. Oh, yeah. Sister's real punch. Jerry Atkinson. Got him. Got him. I'm really big on Insta hams, too, by the way, guys. Insta hams. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. The holidays. People need hams, yeah. okay? <laughs> and the only man who could possibly explain who the hell Savitar is to our listeners in 50 words or less, <laughs> Mr. Gerald Taylor. I don't think I can do that either. <laughs> I know. I'm like, well... He's kind of a god of speed, but but not really. He kind of lives in the speed. I don't know. He'd be floating. Yeah. And and then and he'd be running. Can see him. And yeah, only you okay. see him long enough to get knocked down. Oh man, just what we need another speedster villain. Oh yeah. But uh, anyway, like I said, full full week this week. Uh, a couple of things to talk about before we get uh, right into the shows. First of all, the Justice League Dark trailer. Some of you saw it. Some of you. Yep. Anyone? I did. Yep. See I it. thought it looked great, man. I'm really I'm excited. excited. It looks awesome. I'm, I'm ready for it. And I this, will get that. And it's gonna be the second uh, these features rated R after the Killing Joke. Yeah. I did not expect that. Me either. But I guess that's just like the thing they're gonna do from now on. Is is just have it rated R, I guess. I suppose, like, some of those, like, Son of the Batman and the Red Hood, and some of those had, like, our level violence, I would say. And Flashpoint, especially. I mean, that was yeah, it's always violent. just violence. It's yeah. only the... They Assault on Arkham, things. definitely. And God forbid they show a boob, you know. But, well, mm-hmm. that, one, that one did have Harley Quinn kind of 
Right. It was very interesting. I noticed uh, released. I guess it was released this week. Um, DVD, Blu-ray of. It's a reissue of the Assault on Arkham, but it's packaged with a digital copy of Suicide Squad, and it's marketing more as Suicide Squad because I just I remember when that came out, Mm -hmm. Jim, you going on about this should be called a Suicide Squad movie, not a Batman movie, and you know it's really cool that the marketing now has gone that way since the live action film has gone out. Yeah, I just wish I I don't know. I know I don't want to start a whole discussion about Suicide Squad again, but I, I like the animated one better than the live action one by a little bit. Um, but but yeah, I'm really and I mean this will the Justice League Dark will be a great lead into the you know the live action movie they're planning with these characters. I like the yep. I like the selection of characters they're using too: Dead Man, Swamp Thing, uh, Madame Sanadu, right? Constantine with Matt Ryan in the voice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Batman is part of it. It looks like. Yep. Well, the Justice League is in it. It's listening. right. Yeah, there's so many good things. My favorite thing, though, is the Matt Ryan voice in Constantine. That's just greatness. Oh, they did well, get Matt Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. Well, they got to sell it with the Justice League because they're harder. It's just harder to sell um, the oh, animated yeah. without the, you know, either Batman or or the Justice League. That seems to be the only thing that really sells well. Well, yeah, I mean, the people. some people know the character of Constantine from the TV show and from the movie, and then some people know the character of Swamp Thing. There were a few movies there in the 80s. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, you're right, Daryl. Other than that, I mean, they really did need to bring in the Justice League, if only for, like, the opening sequence to kind of, you know, sell it, I suppose, because these are B and C-level characters. I mean, Yeah, now, I'd, I'd the, be curious if they do another Suicide Squad animated, and now because of how well the movie did, right. well, they be confident enough to just name it Suicide Squad now. Oh, yeah, it's a brand now. I mean, that movie did well enough that it's a total brand. I mean... Yeah. Well, it's still going. I think it, it, they said that the, it hit another mark. So it's still I, playing in other places. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I hope that Justice League Dark does well enough to maybe hopefully get like some one-off animated of just the characters. I'd love to see a just Swamp Thing you know, like maybe Swamp adapt. Man, Swamp Man. I doubt Swamp it, though. Man. I know, but I mean, adapt like some of Alan Moore's Swamp Thing run oh, or something wow. like that. I mean, that would be oh. awesome. Mary, it would be good to do it, but I, I, it's just the point of it's just a hard sell. Plus, yeah. it'll just know, piss off Alan Moore that something That's else of his gets right? made into a film. I think it would be interesting to that, for them to go back to the Jeff Lemire Justice League Dark series. Mm-hmm. From uh, the original, or from the New Fifty Two, because yes, there were a lot of really good stories. Uh, story yeah, they fired out pretty characters. good. Yeah, and, until uh, the uh, crossover was the only thing that, I think that killed it. Yeah, it kind of bogged it down a little bit. Mm-hmm. But that, I think that would make a great animated tale. Um, but once those characters get a little more recognition, I'd love to see like uh, you know, they call it Tales of the Unexpected and do like an anthology with like a Swamp Thing story, a Madame Xanadu story. Oh, that'd be yeah, they can. That'd be cool. It was, oh, we got a ton of stuff about the crossover. This week we got two 30 second trailers. Uh, Entertainment Weekly did like a big photo shoot all about the Fortnite crossover. Mm-hmm. It, and in case you don't know what we're talking about, it's starting November 28th with Supergirl, uh, the the Monday after Thanksgiving. Uh, the four nights, you know, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, there's going to be a giant crossover of all four shows: um, Supergirl, The Flash, Arrow, and Legends. And we got a lot of pictures of the big, the whole group together. Um, we got a new poster, uh, called, um, they're calling it Invasion. 
I really liked what they did here with the, the logos. They kind of superimposed the logos on top of one another. Yeah. So you yeah. kind of see a little bit of everyone's logo, and then uh, you know under that it just says Invasion, Secret secret No More, and then the date of the crossover. Um, I don't know. I'm everybody, everybody I've talked to is really psyched about it, and I think they're leading up to it pretty well. Um, like we saw the direct uh, thing in, uh, in the end of Legends this week. You know, our friends mm-hmm. in 2016 need our help. Yeah, good lead up. I wanted to ask you guys before we watch the crossover. What is? What are a couple things you want to see? Like, what are you really looking forward to in this? Well, just the interaction between characters that haven't interacted before, like uh, Supergirl, Cisco, Supergirl uh, with Arrow. Oh yeah, I think that'll be awesome. Um, you know, just just that. I just I just want to see some of the mixing of of the characters that didn't. You know, they yeah. haven't gotten a chance to kind of mix with each other before. Yeah, just, I'm looking forward to when Felicity and Cisco just watching the three of them interact. That'll be kind of cool. Yeah. And then Magnegro and, and Guardian working. That would be funny. <laughs> they they can compare helmets. <laughs> yeah. yeah I can't helmets. remember if it was on DC TV or on nothing's out. We were talking about how every black guy on the CW show needs a helmet now. I don't know. But yeah. <laughs> Everybody got to get a helmet. Here, here, you got to, you got to um, wear a helmet. Yeah, I'm sorry. Um, Mr. Terrific, I'm sorry, you got to wear a helmet. But I've got uh, the Firestone. hair. No, no, no. No, Usher, come here, Usher. Usher. You have to wear a helmet. But I've got fire for hair. No, no, no. put the put the <laughs> helmet on. No, don't ask why. Don't just just put it on. <laughs> I, I'm looking forward to, like you said, Supergirl and Arrow. I think it's going to be great. That's going to be like you know, her her personality is going to hit you know Oliver like a brick wall. I think. Well, I saw the video for it. There was a video of them interviewing all of them uh, about it, and one of the things that the uh, that Steve Amell was talking about is he was supposed to play it like Angry Batman when he's around Supergirl, mm-hmm. right. and he just couldn't do it. He said he would, he would try to be tough. And he, and he said he'd get there, and she'd be talking to him, and he'd start talking, and he's like, "I just, I just start smiling." <laughs> so that it's the, you know, they try to do the Batman, you know, the Batman uh, gruff, you know, demeanor. Right. But uh, it's yeah, but she funny. just lights up the room, man. She's just bubbly and awesome, and so it's happy. gonna be funny to see that. Like he when he was talking about that, that he just could not play it. Like he could like that doesn't make sense flash, though because yell. Barry's joyful. He doesn't get all all well oh, not yes, all the time. He doesn't get all yeah. gruff Batman with, just when he's training. He's, he's not as positive as she is though. She she's very is he's positive, but I mean she is. Well, Barry just... he worries about because right. he he yells at Barry because he right. you know, Barry runs in and doesn't look. He doesn't fit. You sure. know, like he just goes barreling in. So when he gets on Barry, it's because he doesn't want him to get killed. Right, it's a mentor and, getting on. It's not yeah. you know me. Well, but I mean, I mean, you gotta look at it. It doesn't matter if it's uh, her dealing with uh, her boss, her dealing with a bad guy, her dealing with a yeah. shitty situation. She always finds the silver lining and looks yeah. for the the good in it. Barry is that way part of the time, but I mean he does have his moody moments and ever since Flashpoint he definitely has yeah. his guilt writing, you know, moments and everything like that. But her supergirl, man, she's just a bundle of positivity and bubbly, haha. You know, and, and even when she is in the face of something that's adverse, she just turns around and says, You know what, here, boom, and she goes after it. Doesn't really doubt herself much. And I do want to see Martian Manhunter and um, and Oliver and and our, our, oh, I keep mi- getting together because they both have that same 
mentality of training and and being mindful yeah. and and I would love to see those two gruff <laughs> demeanors. Like yeah. looking I just at want the to team. see them all down in the unsecretest layer in the entire universe, bare-chested, <laughs> sweating, doing like a training montage. And if that lasts, you know, a good 20 minutes, I'm fine with that. <laughs> I want, no, no, no. I want to see them doubt themselves and then doubt each other and then they yeah. go give them an inspirational speech. And then oh, they go, and then, and then, then I, I want the posturing. Ass. I want that, the whole, you know, like, yeah. no, you're wrong. No, and, and yeah, I want your, all that. Yeah, I want the boy drama and pathos, and look but bare-chested. It's like... <laughs> It's going to be a lot of muscles, though. It's going to be a lot of flexing. Hey, I'm fine with that. That's what I'm looking forward to right there. Muscles, sweat, giggles, stuff. A lot of of arms crossed. Do you notice that when 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 there's too many dudes in one room, everybody has to cross their arms and then do the the flex? Yeah, that's a a no homo stance. That's the official no homo stance. When you're sitting on tough. a bench, you got to put a leg up to show you. Yeah, the they do. Hey, they I do like day do. two. I do like day two. Yeah, yeah they got to do it. Up. So it's going to be a lot of that. My, I think that's what life. we did when, at the con, right? We were all kind of yeah. like oh, yeah. standing around yeah. with our arms. Yeah. Almost, almost popped a muscle. It was like a gun, it was like a gun <laughs> show. Yeah. I'm surprised we didn't get you know, the NRA in on that one. There's some oh, they, they did. They called. <laughs> I got my car. <laughs> Okay, everybody, let's go to Gotham. What do you say? It's that time of year. Nothing like Christmas and Thanksgiving in Gotham, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Happy times. This is uh, mm-hmm. see, uh, Season 3, Episode 9, Mad City, colon, mm-hmm. Executioner. Well, ask, add a slash, I killed your girl. Add that slash. <gasps> and I killed your girl. I killed your Drama. girl. It's Mr. Kill Your Girl. That's a song that it should be. <laughs> there are three basic storylines in this episode. First of all is Barnes. Okay. Uh, Gordon's kind of investigating the death of Dr. Simon at the party and stuff from last episode because, you know, Dr. Simon, the last thing he said was, you know, Barnes did this. Jim, you know, he can't ignore that. You know, the last he says, you know, that's the last thing he wants is uh, for that to be the truth. But he kind of, he kind of ropes Harvey into help looking into evidence to implicate Barnes. But, you know, Harvey's kind of like, no way, but, you know, he'll help do to, you know, to clear Barnes's name. Yeah, Harvey, like, you just got the job back, and you already trying to get me in trouble. You just got here. Uh, Jim kind of takes a tour of Barnes' office, and he finds Al's file there. Um, Barnes catches him snooping. He, you know, evidently this virus also um, helps him uh, to, uh, you know, become kick ass at speeches. Oh, yeah. <laughs> a lot of speech are fine. A lot of speech yeah. are fine. It's just like when you become a vampire, you're a ninja also. It's That's the same true. Thing. Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> I know. I should have become a vampire and save myself <laughs> all that training. That's right. Yeah. I am the executioner. He goes into this uh, speech about how the whispers in his brain they become roars. And he, he kicks out the chairs under a, a dangling sex trafficker. That was kind of cool, though. So Barnes, uh, you know, asks Gordon right out front, you know, out point blank if Simon identified his killer, and, you know, Jim lies to him, and, you know, says he tried to, but failed, he didn't hear anything. Jim is a terrible liar. You ever notice that? He cannot just, I mean, he is terrible. Well, Barnes is too, man, because he goes Mm -hmm. on this whole story about... I agree, but, I mean, come on, Jim, you know that, I mean, mean, he is just way, it's like, here, I'm going to lie to you, Barnes, I'm going to tell you this lie, and it's going to be obvious I'm not even close to telling the truth. I mean, he's so out there. Yeah, it's so bad. I'm just too honest. 
he almost winks at him. It's so bad. It's like <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, Barnes invites uh, Gordon to come along with him to visit a mid-level enforcer by the name of Sugar, and uh, he stops Jim from checking with Harvey before they leave. But Jim calls him from the car to tell him to show up to the address just in case. And they have a very uncomfortable car ride. <laughs> very uncomfortable. Uh, Barnes thinks that Jim already knows what he did. And, you know, he's only suspicious, but he doesn't have, you know, solid proof well, or whatever. Well, it didn't help that. I mean, all he did was ask him, what did you. When he was in the. Even when he was in the, the office. Best lie he could have used was, I wanted to look back and see if I can uh, look back on that old case, see if I can catch that guy, see if there's anything I missed that I can right. track down track down the dude that did all the damage. That's all he had to say? Instead of going, oh, this file? Uh, <laughs> wink, wink. I was just looking at some old cases. Wink, wink. Uh, no big deal. Like, just, Jim, just stop uh, Barnes goes on about how he's looking for good men who aren't bound by a badge. And Jim is like, no, thanks. I'm back to, I'd rather color inside the lines. So they get to this warehouse where Sugar is and they have their guns out. And the man has like a, an alibi for Simon's death. But Barnes doesn't care. So he shoots him in the chest and then Barnes pulls his gun on Jim. Jim is dragging the body away. Barnes goes on his, you know, makes his case like this. The you know the blood is like making him insane, but he wants uh, Jim to be his partner in distributing lethal vigilante justice. Is that, is that nice? He thought of Jim. That's you know, so he's gonna sweet. Have a new sweet. new venture or whatever. So. Oh yeah. So if Jim's not willing to help him, he's gonna frame him for this guy's death. So either way, Jim is screwed. Either he becomes a vigilante killer, he uh you know he's gonna get framed by Barnes. They're interrupted by one of Sugar's friends just as Barnes is about to pull the trigger, and Jim makes a run for it. On the run again. Um, Jim calls Harvey, tells him what really is going on, that Barnes killed a man in front of him, and now was saying the police department against him. Harvey's like, I was gone for like an hour. Jeez. <laughs> mm-hmm. Barnes ends up ch- chasing Jim through a foundry and catches up to him, tells him that he's going to kill him and claim self-defense. You know, but uh, they hear Harvey's voice demanding that Barnes drops the weapon and comes out with his hands up. Jim takes advantage. And, you know, like, body checks Barnes. Uh, the struggle ends, and guns drawn, pointing at each other, but Barnes won't drop his gun. Um, he says that Jim is so adverse to killing guilty men that he won't shoot. But Jim won't let him go either. And uh, he ends up wounding Barnes. He's, Barnes is on the floor when uh, Harvey, the way they cut it, they, you weren't sure if he killed him or not. Barnes is sentenced to Arkham. Ironic. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, when they got they got through Harvey and Lee, they all got through this because Harvey and Lee believed in Jim. And they didn't believe what Barnes had said, so it kind of says something there. Uh, what, the other uh, storyline uh, that was going on, uh, Selena finally figures out it's Ivy, or Ivy kind of tells her, and Ivy thinks it's hilarious that her and Bruce are dating. Uh-huh. I, that was an awkward scene, and not because of what was the scene, just it just felt strange. Yeah. Right. You know, Barnes, or, something. Barnes reminds me of the, the animated, the Batman animated uh, <clears throat> character. Remember it was one that was a, a corrections officer who turned vigilant. Lock up. Was that his name? Lock up. Something like that, wasn't it? Pretty sure that's who it was. Yeah. And it, and it seems like he'll be that. 
he looks like he's that guy. With maybe like a touch of the animated series Bane, too. Yeah, a little bit. He's like with those veins and everything popping out of his... um, Right. Right. So I just kind of look like when Vane gets his mask stripped off at the end when he has too much of the venom, you know. I put in lock up BTAS and it says, do you mean lock up bras? <laughs> Maybe yeah, not. Yeah, is that what you mean? Is that what you mean? <laughs> you need to know now. Talk to you later, guys. <laughs> I don't I'll like the lock up bras. He, I like the ones you got. You don't, you don't need a pick to get through. Yeah, that was his name, lock up, uh, on the Batman Animated Series Season 2, Episode 17. All right. Yeah. Well, now he's the executioner, right? That's what it seems like. Yeah, executioner was the name of the uh, the episode. He's kind of using all that uh, kind of you know talk about you know the guilty and part of his um, psychosis and stuff. So it makes sense. Mm-hmm. That's what they call him. So uh, there was also an episode of Batman in the animated series where there was a guy called the Judge. Oh, and it oh yeah. Out, it turned out it was actually Two Face. Yeah, that's yeah, right. His other, other personality. Yeah, his other personality, like Harvey Dent, had gone crazy. And, right. Anyway, we also got the um, the third uh, storyline is uh, Isabella's death. I guess um, Nigma's freaking out because he hasn't heard from her, and then uh, he gets a call from Gotham City, and he fears the worst. And uh, Ed goes and checks out the the uh, the crime scene. You know, and of course, Penguin is there to console him and uh, everything, but. Oswald, or, um, Oswald's, you know, they're, they're in his time of need and stuff, and Nygma finds the cut brake line, he sees that it was a setup, and he immediately suspects Butch. Butch. So, I, I wish he had lived just to see the look on his face, if she made it through. <laughs> just to see the look on his face when he swore she was dead. That's messed up. Like, she just made it out just in time. Mm-hmm. That's, uh, but yeah, that's this week in Gotham. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't like this Penguin story. I'm not like, dig- oh. I'm, 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 I mean, I get where they're coming from, and I uh-huh. get what they're trying to do, but it's just not totally. It's not not working, but it's not totally working either. So, not for me anyway. They're over creepifying. I kind of like. I just like Penguin just doing it. I like him just getting more power from the city. Like I just like him being a gangster. Yeah, that's what I've been wondering. It's like who's been running the city while this has been yeah. going on? And with like I, I, for the past three episodes now. Right, I miss you know, that. I like that stuff too. You know, who's gonna stab him in the back this week? You know. Yeah, yeah. I'm a little tired of this whole him trying to get him out. Well, I guess... yeah, this is definitely a B minus for me. I mean, it's it was good enough, and there were a lot of good points in it, but it wasn't you know overwhelmingly good. It seemed like this is beneath him to be doing this. Yeah, see, and it's it's so like strangely poised in this season. Yeah, um, yeah, see. Yeah, I have to go B minus. I, I Michael Chiklis kind of kept it from being a C or a D for me because uh, he's okay. he's awesome. You know, yeah, I agree. Again, that kind of on the edge Vic Mackey kind of stuff was peeking through in this mm-hmm. episode, so I give it a B minus. Yeah, I give it a I give it a C plus. Okay, let's go to Lucy's fur. Uh, season two, episode eight. Great title this week. Trip to Stabby Town. That was my <laughs> favorite favorite title of the whole show. I think. 
Uh, we start out with uh, Chloe on the trail of a serial killer. He's using a long dagger. Um, we find out with one of the clues of, of a selfie of the stabbing going on in the background, Lucifer sees that it's the blade of Azrael, the same blade that he used to kill his brother Uriel. And that's where he buried it. He buried it with Uriel's body. Um, he showed, um, you know, remember, I think it was two episodes ago when uh, Charlotte showed uh, MNDL where Uriel was buried, right? Mm-hmm. It was the last episode, wasn't it? It might have been last or the episode. Yeah, I think it was last episode. Lucifer checks it out. His, you know, he sees that Uriel's grave has been uh, dug up, and then he calls in Ella because he thought you know he might need help. I like she, her. I, I like her character too. She's awesome. Um, yeah. Ella, I'd rather her be his partner. I really seriously. She, she's, yeah, she's so much more likable. Yeah. And she doesn't have that stupid baggage and that kind of faraway stare. I like Chloe. German I has. like Chloe's character, but yeah. That's she, the personality. She has the better chemistry. One. Yeah, they have good yeah, chemistry yeah. together. They have very good chemistry that is together. Totally. The char- Every time I see her interact with Lucifer, that's the character that I wanted the cop to be yeah. like. If dragging him to church. Oh come on, that's just comedy gold. It was just all great. of it. All of it. Just her. And like him calling he does, her a nasty little nerder. Come on. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and when he, that. when every time she, you know, like he does his dirty stuff. She doesn't even bat an eyelash. No. She's like, I've heard worse. She's the perfect foil. She really yeah. is. Yeah. She's like, yeah. I'm not saying anything special. I've, I've been, I've, I've heard this already. I've dated, I've dated <laughs> college boys. It's, you're not telling me that. They're dirtier than this. Yeah. This is nothing. She's probably just Daryl. You, you've dated college boys. I'm talking about her fool. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I got confused. No, but now we're asking, have you? But, but have you though? Yeah, you know, oh, I, I, I had to make a rent that time. Okay. And we've all done things we're not proud of, okay? Mm-hmm. Very true. That's not what we're here to talk about. Not okay. We're here to talk. Let it go. <laughs> but yeah, I liked, I liked the other, that old bit with her taking him to church and stuff. That was great. Um, right. But you're right, she does have really good chemistry with the, the, the guy who plays, uh, Tom Ellis, who plays Lucifer. Mm-hmm. Um, it turns out that uh, the. Ella finds a clue that leads back to the law firm where Charlotte works. And it turns out this was her idea of sending a signal to heaven by getting all these humans killed to try to get God to take notice. I don't trust her. She's up to something, man. Bigger than what she's dealing with here. Yes. Well, I thought it's obvious. She's trying to start a war, right? And she's trying to start a war between heaven and hell so that she can, I don't know. I mean, what, who knows what she wants to take God out completely to maybe some warped in her head this uh, endear him to her again. Who knows? But maybe I think might Amy be attention is, is good attention. Maybe she's like a wayward child. Yeah. Well, it might be just for them to all be able to go back to heaven. Uh, she might yeah, be honest in that part that, that they just want yeah. to all go back to heaven. Yeah, but I can't help but think if she'd been locked up in hell for that long, she would want a little bit of revenge. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. it would fracture. She exactly. knows it's not going to go that way. She's fracturing the, the the family. She knows. Plus, she's a toaster. Don't trust her. It turns out the dagger of uh, Azrael causes humans to just want to kill for, like, no reason. It, it makes them really irate and stuff. And the trail of the dagger <laughs> leads to a yoga center. There's like, another <laughs> bloodbath there. And uh, Detective Funny. Dan Douchebag is holding the, the, um, the knife, and he starts to, like... 
come up with ideas of reasons why he should kill Lucifer, including uh, that Lucifer eats yeah. all his pudding cups. <laughs> no, but the funniest scene, though, is when, uh, what's her name? They reenact how she think the, the murders yes. happened. Right. And there's a scene where she's like in Lucifer's lap, like she's she's face, she's on her knees, she's, you know, they turn around, they stab, and Lucifer kind of holds her head to the side, like he poses and he stares at the <laughs> he stares at the cop and he has this look on his face like I imagine they had to do that take a couple of times because it looks like they probably did different facial expressions right. every time. Yeah. Because he just had that look on his face like they were posing like a model. Like he did that the, the, the model. Yeah. I could not stop laughing at that part when when they did it. It was so funny. Yeah, I, I like that, and I also, like I said, the the threat, the death threats about the pudding cups was pretty good. Yeah. Now, uh, hey, now let me just tell you, as a as as a connoisseur of the snack pack, you uh, don't mess with a man's pudding. You just don't um, do. Hold on a second, I'm getting invaded by children. Are snack packs even pudding anymore? Are those even pudding? I mean, those have all the little preservatives, and they're in a plastic thing. I I think it's pretty much chemical, just a hundred. That's what I'm saying. It's like a solvent of some kind. You could probably like clean engine parts with that stuff. I don't know. Nice. I like pudding. I like tapioca pudding, chocolate pudding. I like pudding. Christmas pudding. Pudding. Thank you, banana pudding. It's got that skin it's got that skin on top, you know what I mean? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Come on, that's so a little bit of bread we used to make uh, rum bread pudding. <sighs> I love uh, making bread uh, pudding. Gypsy, I'm like, yeah. when will this bread go stale? For Christ's sake. We used to, we had, this restaurant I went to out in uh, Portland a few years back, man, they had the best it was a rum raisin bread pudding. Just, oh. So just... oh God, I, I I came three times. It was just great. Whoa. So it was like a Wednesday for you, right? Yeah. Right. Or Monday. <laughs> or Tuesday. So it's or one of those Thursday, days that end in the, the Y, right? Right. Yeah. It did, it so they don't end in the Y, because otherwise you wouldn't right. hear from my Exactly. <laughs> Lucifer, Lucifer, you know, saves uh, Detective Douche from killing him uh, over pudding. And yeah. uh, then conf- at the end of the episode, he confronts his mom. His mom explains that living with humans is not their proper place, and they should go back home to heaven. At which Lucifer says, this is my home. He's like, I don't want to go back there. That's why he is where he is. I mean, he, yeah. he could be ruling in hell, you know. I go there. I go home. I am home. I get to hang out. I like how they played off that the tension between Dan and uh, Lucifer, though. I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah, yeah he's, he's straight hating. He got a lot of salt in him. But uh, I thought it was a pretty fun episode. And like you said, there's... There's more going on with Charlotte here than oh, this, yeah. meets the eye that is, you know, that is readily apparent. So I think, you know, it's like going to be a slow burn toward the you know, season finale or something. But uh, I don't know. I thought it was a decent episode. I give it a B. Yeah, I give it a B too. That was funny. Yeah, I, I had a lot of funny parts. A lot of really, really good, good uh, banter. In- yeah. Yes. Yeah, good interaction between him and the doctor again too. Just oh to yeah, to get, to, I forgot that they got back together, um, kind of. Uh, sort of, yeah. Um, which was which was an interesting exchange. You got to talk to her a couple times this episode. Um, but here, 
Oh man, I'm sorry. I just lost my chance. I want to give it a B plus because I heard that because Lucifer said um, "Saved by the Douche," which made me happy. <laughs> he, did. he certainly and, did. And when he and when he we called Ma a nasty little nerd. So cute. I don't know. So. I like when he calls Dan a douche. Yeah, but he's like, no, I'm saved by the douche, and I'm like, I'm <laughs> I'm really liking Dan's character this season. I couldn't stand him last season. I still can't stand him. I just like uh, when they make fun of him. Well, I like that actor too. I um, oh, yeah. he's been in so. I mean, I think the first really thing has, I yeah. him in was True Blood, but he's yep. just he does some good Big stuff. Love. He's he's been in everything that that uh was South love? Park or Park something Southland. Yeah, he's been in everything. Yeah, I remember him in Southland. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, he's a good actor. He gives good douche. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. a douche. So B's all around, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I said B plus because I really like the the banter. Sweet. Well, let's move on to the girl of supers. Or how to break Alex's heart. Or this is a very special episode. <laughs> On a very special episode. Parents Supergirl. of uh, young LBT. <laughs> so yeah, it really. sit around. I <laughs> have to say, I mean, I mean, when it comes to my my way of thinking and everything else, I'm I'm a, I'm a little left of center. Um, this this episode just, and I really enjoyed the episode, but they cram packed way too much liberal agenda into this episode it's like okay we're talking about this and we're talking about that it's like okay let's just stay focused come on i'm sorry did you watch true blood you said you watched true blood right and that's not a problem this is a problem for you really (laughs) it wasn't a problem per se i'm just saying it it, i'm sick of all this woman splaining that was going on (laughs) (laughs) stop I mean, you were just dealing with a lot of issues in one episode that it was like, okay, yeah, let's let's really throw our political agenda in people's faces. I, know. I, I don't know, man. I thought I thought um, Jolly Lee was doing a, a good job with Alex and this whole process she's going through. I'm no, no, it that it wasn't no, easy. No. It wasn't. There was no, 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 involved. no. You got me wrong. No, I'm not. Okay. T- I mean, that was fine. But I'm just I mean, talking about there were so many other liberal agenda items in this episode besides dealing with. I mean, there was the whole thing of you know John Jones. Now he's getting that dirty blood. Um, I mean, there's just a lot what? of Mm-hmm. I don't get what you're saying at all. Yeah, he's he's going off the rails. I don't think I, I could support him. I, I thought you meant by the uh, liberal agenda. I thought you kind of meant more of the immig- immigrant thing. More the, and oh, the, I thought you meant the gay thing. And oh. the gay thing, too. I oh, thought I mean, you meant the gay the, thing. There, I didn't get it. The immigrant the thing. That's the race thing. There, there, there was race things in there. I mean, there was the whole deal. The white Martian giving well, her blood barely, to... But they barely touched that. Yeah, that's going to come up, but I mean... Yeah, yeah that's kind of barely touched He doesn't even know that, like that that's white Martian blood in there. Right. They're two different species. Right. And it's not right, like, right. You know. Well, but are they? I mean, are, are the green no, Martians and white Martians, or is it just like... Um, you know, a white man and a black man. Like I mean, races. That, and that's what I got, got that was races more than more than species. Yeah. I, well, so, they, yeah, they, they've gone. They, they do have some similar. Than that. I mean, it's more like Star Trek with the Romulans and the and the Vulcans. more than Right. Anything. So that's what I was saying, too. Like, you know, like, you know specific, 
like specific races, but born from like probably a, a yeah, they had similar race. Races. right? Yeah. And then add else. to that, add to that that you know, what if the the white Martians were basically Nazis? I mean, they they pretty much put yeah. them all in camps and tried to wipe out and almost did the entire race. I mean, yeah. well, they did all that's not the time. Yeah, it's not the same as I just don't want that white blood in my green blood mixed it's together. Like it's not the same. It's 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 these right. people wiped you. It, it totally wiped. I them I don't out. know how by watching. I watched it, but I totally missed that point entirely. Yeah. I mean, I saw I him like coming. Kind of, I saw him. Yeah, they had like the foreshadowing of him kind of twitching. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a little bit, maybe, but like I didn't. I mean, yeah. as far as I'm making like a, a big deal out of it, I didn't really. I mean, it will come. Yeah, I mean, they have yeah, to do he, it. Right. Gonna, he's gonna, she's going to have to reveal to him sometime. Right. This is yeah. more like the, the foreshadowing than the actual yeah. events. So but this was more about... Um, more the about only, I think... Oh, go ahead. Well, Jimmy, it's, it's, well, the only thing that bothered me probably was Jimmy. I Like, oh. not when he's in the suit, but... Look, I just asked you last of, episode for a super suit. Where is it? You know, The point like, of when he's out the suit, he, the way that they're having him play this... He's he's gone from being a likable character to a very not likable character right now. Like he's he's just, a whiner. He's, he's like, oh my whiner. god, I don't have superpowers. Shut he's up. So Look at he, you. He's like, Kara, Kara, you didn't tell me Kara was hurt. Control. What is this? Hot. I I wish he was. I I wish they would write him out of the show. Like write him back yeah, to Metropolis. Something. I I just don't like that character. And, yeah. and it's not because he's a different Jimmy than the traditional Jimmy. It's because I just don't like that character. He's but just not. I liked him until till recently. Like he him. was great last was. season. Last season, I thought he was awesome. This season, well, I'm another thing. thing. I'm I'm superhero there's, envy is not a good look on him. Just point There's the thing with him now that they're writing him too needy for this. Like, there's right. no... He doesn't really have a tragedy to want to do this. And to be so yeah. forceful with it, like, there's no... <sighs> He's just so outwardly aggressive about it. Yes. Instead of being careful and, right. and humble about trying it's to do this. Chill. And in season zero one, chill. wait a minute, in season one, he was really cool and confident. Right. Yes, just kind of you. like really in his yeah. own skin and fine with who he was. Supportive? He was supportive. And, you know yeah, and like, he, like, he'd yeah, come from like... You do your thing. He'd come from like being, you know, or helping Clark and everything. He kind of wanted to be his own man and kind of break out of his own. And he never, he never came across as an obsessive type either. No, no. But no. now, but now maybe, he's like. Maybe we picked up on something. Maybe something's happening with this character that we they haven't revealed yet. Maybe something got well, to him. I or, think. Well, you know what jealousy, I right? what I really think is the CW thing where they have to break him down before they can put him and her back together. I think that's kind of what we're getting. Like he, he was too okay. It was it was too normal. The same thing happened with Felicity. Like right. before they got together, you know, she was a likable character. She had her own thing. She was, you know, she skills, set of skills, and all that kind of stuff. Once she fell in love with Oliver, they didn't know how to handle that, and then they started to write her as very uh, schizophrenic in her personality. And he's starting to be the same way. Once she broke up with him. Before they even got together, now he's become, you know, angry dude, angry, angry, aggressive. I gotta, I gotta get this suit. Like he's running into the DA, like he gonna do something. Like what are you gonna do? Like if if Kara was hurt and like she does this every day, like and sit down and be quiet and you know, like do what you do every episode last season. You were supportive. 
Yeah. Like this is this is not you're it's not. Very weird. It's very out of left field. Very he strange. Was, yeah. He was also one of the few members of the supporting cast who didn't work for the DEO. Right. Like he was the. I mean, he was gonna. Now that you know, uh, Calista Flockhart is gone. He was supposed to be the one who kept you know Kara's storyline grounded at Catco and stuff. When? Why didn't you call me? Like it's like shut up, dude. Like relax. And like, how long... Last I checked, you weren't an agent. Like, why would they have to call you? And he gave him, and, you know, he, he gave him like what a week to make this damn super suit. I mean, yeah, his last, he's last episode is like, hey, you know. And now this and episode is he... like, hell, you know, giving him crap over. And I'm like, come and on, he's man. helping you he out. He's suffering from high tea. I think he might need to go get checked. He need, he probably don't have a job. <laughs> he don't really have a job before. <laughs> like that running the companies, it seems okay, like he don't really do anything. He just sits That's at the true. desk. He's always they... out in the street. That's true. So it looked like he's like really bored, but it's really getting to a point where he's becoming the the unlikable vigilante. Like I, he was, the suit was good. He was in, you know, like when he was in the suit, it was fine. But, yeah, but his personality is too unstable to, to yeah. have any kind of power. Just, no, the, his That's motivation to be in the suit isn't there for me. No, like what? Like what? His dad's camera got broken. My friends have superpowers, so now I need to have him shut up. Yeah, it's like the other ones. I mean, you know, either they have superpowers and they feel a need to use them, you know, to help other people, or they've had some incredible tragedy in their lives, like Oliver or whatever, and and, and need to atone for that, you know, what what have you? Like he doesn't have any kind of motivation at all, other than everybody else is a superhero and I want to play, you know. And Jim, they my camera was broken. Exactly. I mean, Batman's parents were killed in front of him. Spider-Man's uncle killed in front of him. You know, just, I mean, that this guy, his dad's camera. Jim, come on. It's serious. I think would have been a better play for this would have been to just have him quietly be doing this. Don't make a big deal out of it. Just be like in the newspaper. There's some dude running around helping people. You, you don't even know it's him. Like right. they, there's no mention. Do you think of the writers' room just ran out of shit for him to do? Well, well, hold on. I, I think they write it like they have it. Who can where, we have go berserker? Let's see. <laughs> well, they, they do, they do the secret thing, and then when catches him one day, and and sees that, and when decides to just make him a suit, and then says, you know, like he goes to help. Like something happened with Kara, and she goes to help, and when is like, look. I know what you're doing. It's dangerous here. Like, this is for you. If you want to use it, use it. Like, that type of thing where he doesn't, he's not trying to force Wynn or guilt Wynn into doing it. It's something where Wynn decided to do it and help him. And he's like, thank you, Wynn. I appreciate it. And then they work together to do this. I think that would have been a lot better than how they're doing it now where he's just, you owe me this. Like, you have to make me do this. And it, it just comes off as very... Or they could have come out from the other way and had Wynn be like, look, you know, I made the super suit, but I can't use it because I don't right. have the athletic build. I can't, you know, it's, I don't have the abilities right. you do. You're a black belt. Right, You know, right. you know if Wynn had some sort of compelling reason, you know. with this, I'm going to be pissed. Seriously, this you know. is just awful. Well, right. I, I think I know where they're... I, I think... Yeah. Oh, sorry. I think I know where they're going to go with it. They're going to have this... Okay, good. St- string this thing along. Mm-hmm. Then huh? Kara's going to find out he was Jimmy. Yep. How did you? How could you keep this from me? How could you lie to me? I thought we were friends, and they're gonna yep. CW this shit out of it. Yep. Yeah. And it, it'll be a thing of you, you know, like you. Di- it'll come back with the uh, listen. You moved on, and then I'm trying to move on with my life. You know, it'll be a whole thing. 
of that. Trying to be a, move on with my life by basically being like a superhero groupie, you know, yeah. in, a, in, a, in a suit of armor, you know. And it'll be after, and I bet you it won't be until after Monel and her kind of something romantic happens between them. Yeah, because they were definitely fighting this episode. Mm-hmm. Oh, I hate you. What else do I expect later. from a Daxamite? Yeah, exactly. That's pretty funny. Um, this episode starts out like the thing. John Carpenter's the thing. Which, totally. Um, John Davis. Totally. On our, on our, our, group, nice. on, our fa- on our Facebook group mentioned that. Yeah. Um, yep. You know, guy reached Rudy Jones, uh, dude from Lost. Who I, didn't, I didn't watch Lost, so I didn't um, uh, recognize him. I didn't know that guy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he gets like infected with this five uh, thousand year old virus. Mm-hmm. And he all of a sudden he is now the parasite. And here's the dumb part of this show: everyone at the outpost is dead except for this dude, right? Right. The DEO brings him right into a heart of a major city and just lets him go. Yeah, I was like, wait a minute, Without testing yeah. him or checking him out or just like, okay, see you later, dude. Why Keep didn't John's like? Did they forget that he he learned how to do the telepathy thing? Why didn't he just have him read his his mind? There were so many reasons I, I didn't understand. You know, at least you know, you know, all these people died. Well, how did they die, Rudy? Tell us what happened. He at least debriefed. You mm-hmm. know, that is one thing that they do on this show that kinda is irking sometimes is that they change people's powers or forget certain abilities to make it easier for them with the script. Right. You know, like that's the thing that it, it's like you just went through a whole thing last season where. He said, I finally know how to do it without erasing people's memories. When he said, I learned how to do it better now. Remember, that was like towards the end of the season. So it's like. He hasn't really used it since. No, because it's it's harder. It's probably because it's more difficult for them to write around it. So they're like, we'll just pretend he doesn't have it. We'll just not even mention it. Yeah. Until we need it. He is pretty overpowered. I mean. Yeah. You think well, even it, with Parasite, they they depowered his his powers to instead of it being that he can just stand in in the area and start to siphon energy from people and and know your whatever your thoughts are as well. He takes on your your you know your mind and personalities and kind of and all that kind of stuff. They really powered him down and just have it that he just grabs you and just he's like a leech instead, just a physical yeah. leech. Alex is uh, sorting out her feelings, and at Maggie's urging, she decides to tell Kara, and Alex comes out to her sister. And... On a very special episode. Yeah, exactly. On a it's very totally special was. episode of Supergirl. It totally was. I thought they handled that pretty well, though. It's fine. It, it surprised much... me. Yeah. It, it surprised it, me. Supergirl is all. Kara's always so... Yeah, okay, whatever. I love you regardless. She, she, this took her a minute. Yeah. I mean, I think they needed it. They wrote it like that just because they needed, they needed that pushback so that they can have that further long conversation about it. That's why they did it. There was really no conflict with it, really. She probably would have just looked at it and heard that and been like, okay, you know, and then moved on. But then you can't really deal with it if it's that easy. And I, I think they wanted, they wanted people. It, I mean, they wanted to push it. They wanted, and it's okay to have an agenda where you want to put that out there for people that do go through things like this, and you kind of want to to have that. You know, like I had somebody complain it about it. Like it. it did, Steam but they did it. For, really they good. did it a reason. They wrote her out of character so they can have the the whole conversation, so she can you know feel like she's you know she's she's feeling like she's being um, 
you know, so she could have that whole conversation of you, you, I don't want you to be disappointed in me. I don't want you to reject me because of my sexual orientation. And, you know, they just wanted to be able to say that stuff out loud as opposed to, you know, being just easy and just being like, you're gay. Okay. Love you. All right. Let's go handle business with the, with the purple dude. Let's go back to doing that. Like it, it would have been too quick and easy. And, and I think they just want it to be a little bit more to it. But it's not the first CW it was actually handled with some restraint for a change. Yeah, I mean, it, it was. I mean, they could have, they could have CW'd in, you know, uh, the I shit didn't out of this. music at all. Yeah, exactly. They I didn't mean, do they, the super close-ups of the of the expressions. They didn't make it hokey. There was nothing from a Lilith Fair playing well, in the background. You know? <laughs> right. Oh my god. Well, even when they deal with the rejection and everything later on, I mean, they just handled every bit of it very, very well. Yeah. Well, I think part of it is. Uh, a lot of part, a, a big part of it is Greg Berlanti. I think he is openly gay, and it's a very mm. important subject for him okay. because he's, you know, he's really into, you know, uh, rights and you know, for gay people mm. and stuff. And I think that that's why they probably he, pro- you know, he probably made sure that they really were very, okay. very, you know, careful with how they dealt with this subject because they really wanted people to, to, they didn't want to insult anybody and they didn't want to, um, I think that's what it was. I think when you have, it's like when you have something where, where somebody black is handling a, a situation of racism, it, it, it's a little bit more sensitive to it because you experience it and you know what it feels like. And I think that's the situation with this. That's probably why it was done so well. Yeah. I think it, it was, you know, I don't know. I don't want to say surprisingly adult, but like pretty pretty restrained for CW, I thought. Yeah, yeah. Uh, when when pops some of the video of Rudy attacking everyone back in the Arctic and killing them, mm-hmm. maybe they could you know watch that video, you know, on his way back from the Arctic or before letting him go or whatever. You think? <laughs> maybe, yeah. but no. Yeah. Uh, Karen and Alex rush over to confront him, but uh, Supergirl tries to stop him from leaving, but Rudy drains her her powers, manages to escape. And then uh, this is the scene that we were bitching about before. James rushes to the DEO mm, mm, mm. after yeah. what happens and demands mm-hmm. the Wynn give him the suit he promised. Right. James is like, really wanted to go out there, but Wynn is like, uh, no, the suit's not ready, and I don't want you to die. Yeah. You know, and Shame I, on me. I just keep thinking they're rushing this, and there's really no motivation for him to do it. And, no. Yeah. There's not. It just doesn't doesn't yeah, seem to fit. Yeah, I mean, really the Guardian not. is a cool character from the comics, but I mean, I wish it would have gone in a different way with it. Yeah. I got zero Diggle. feels except for frustration. Yeah, Diggle could have been the Guardian. I always thought that, yeah. that Diggle was going to be the Guardian. I did too. Yeah. Is the Guardian shirtless a lot? Because I'd go with that. Yeah. I I don't. He could be. But he could be. <laughs> yes. Look at CW. Everybody's going to be shirtless at one point, right? You know. Not everybody has to, uh, you know, have their shirt off as much as Diggle, though. Cause, uh, it just uh, seems like Jimmy didn't doesn't deserve. You know what it does? It feels like Jimmy doesn't deserve this suit. It doesn't. He's like not he even trying not to be. Like he didn't earn it. And it's yeah. funny too. We have like this. Uh, we have this episode later of Arrow with the vigilante, mm-hmm. and like he has a reason for why he does what he does. Right. You know, he has motivation, and like. Right. Here's another character who like is made a self, you know, a self-made vigilante, but like has no motivation at all. It's like the other end of the spectrum. It just comes off as I, if I stomp my feet enough and say I deserve it, you give it to me. Give me what I want. It's forced. It's best. It's cheesy at worst. I almost wish he fails 
uh, throughout yeah. sometime throughout this and get to I, see, and well, get I, I, hope that, I hope that's the way they're going is is him falling flat on his face and learning you know what I have my place and it's being a supportive member of this team not a vigilante or he get really messed up and end up becoming the cyborg Superman. Dun, 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 dun. Or that. I don't know. Or he could be Robocop. Because the suit's kind of Robocop-ish. You know? mm. The suit is cool. I do like the suit. I do like the suit. We get a nice scene with Kara and Alex where Kara tells you know, Alex that she's not alone and then she invites her to talk about Maggie. She's, you know, struggling with Monel. Monel has been working uh, using his powers to collect debts for a bookie. Uh, but Monel doesn't understand, you know, what's wrong. And then, like you said earlier, Daryl, you know, what do I expect from a Daxamite? Mm-hmm. And she was kind of wrong in that, though, to me. She's I a little racist I'll... on the Daxamite thing. Yeah. yeah. It's like, why do I have to? Okay, I have superpowers. But they're not superpowers. It's just that I'm on this earth. And the, the sun affects me and gives me abilities that I wouldn't have on my own planet. But what has that got to do with you? Like, I was like, there's no reason I have to run around and be a superhero. If I choose to be a detective and charge people to be a bodyguard or something, he could do that. But you can't tell me I can't. Like, like, so what is the, you know, like, I really want him to say to her, it's like, yo, you know, back off. Like, you're trying to force your stuff on me. Yeah, but I don't want him to become a mob enforcer either. Bodyguards, one thing, but you know. But a quick conversation could have dealt that. Like you could have been right. a body, you, you could basically say, "Why don't you be a bodyguard or something? Do security for people or something." Bounty hunter. Why would you? But don't do that, you know. But that's illegal. Like I want you to do. Her argument could have been, you know what? You can't do this because it's illegal. Not because I don't want you to do it. It's because it's straight up illegal. You can't do that here. Leave it at that. Like, it doesn't have to be anything right. more than that. He doesn't want to be superhero? Okay, don't be one. Just don't break the law. Right. Then we got to lock you up. I mean, it's just as simple as that. Like, you know, she's, she's re- being really pushy. Yeah, she's just kind of trying to impose her, um, her like, whole value system on him. Yeah. We, they get a line on who might be the next uh, target for uh, Rudy the Parasite. They're trying to lure him into a trap by having John pretend to be the guy, but the parasite gets the upper hand on both of them and takes their powers. And this is where he turns into more of what the parasite usually looks like. Right. Uh, in the comic, all purple and stuff. Um, artificial. Dumb, yeah, yeah, kind of, yeah, not not yeah. one of their best CGIs. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they walk right into it. It's like we know he can't touch us. You didn't right. think to bring a. Put him Hazmat in a, suit? Right, let's bring him in an enclosed area. You know? Yeah. Karen um, and John are out of commission. Uh, this is where John gets a blood, needs a blood transfusion. Uh, Alex pleads him as Martian to help, and she hesitates at first, but you know she changes her mind. Monel tries to help out after being you know getting a stern talking to, getting a stern talking to from Alex. He tries to take on the parasite, but you no know, dice is in way over his head. And then uh, the Guardian comes in and kind of holds his own there. And while he's running interference, Kara uh, asks the time she needs to recover, come up with a plan. Uh, she tricks Parasite into absorbing plutonium, which causes him to explode. And at the end of the battle, Kara tries to figure out who the Guardian is, but his can't see through his lead armor. Now, come on. Come, you know how heavy lead is? Exactly. You wouldn't be able to walk. You wouldn't be able to walk. His neck would be broken from that helmet alone. It 
totally would. Or you would have to use servos to even move, and you'd be moving slow. <laughs> like, come unless, on. Unless it's an alloy and it's just coated in a thin layer of lead, but even then it would still be heavy. It would still be heavy. There are a few scenes here at the end. Uh, Wynn goes back to Catco and finds James loafing at his job, of course, but watching news reports about the Guardian. Not suspicious at all. Right? No. There's no connection between me and this Guardian guy, but... My, doesn't he look heroic? Um, mm-hmm. And James decides it's best not to tell Carol what's going on. Um, John wakes up and finds Ms. Martian by his side, and he finds it very comforting. Um, he, um, she notices a slight tremor in his hand, and like I said before, a little shakes or whatever, and that's probably a side effect of the white Martian blood. Right. And then after having come out to her sister and going through all of that, Alex meets up with Maggie and then gets shut down. After she gives her a big old wet one. Yeah. It oh. made sense, though. I don't want to be your transition chick. I mean, yeah. I don't want to yeah. be her. Yeah, no. First, so what, is she supposed to go out and get a trainer? Thanks. And then, and then yeah. come back? Like, yeah, that's a good thing. That means she cares about her. That means she doesn't want to be just, you know, right. stepping down. She's just discovered and accepted a new world of herself. And yeah. she's got way too many things to 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 figure out before she gets into something, you know, and she, yeah, I agree with Jerry. It's, she's being, she just broke up with her girlfriend yesterday. I mean, the sheets ain't even cold yet. Yeah. Actually her girlfriend broke up with her and dumped her just yesterday. I mean, yeah. So they're both in that transitory state. You can't be jumping on me because I'm not, uh, you know, because I'm not right where you are. You know, you can't do that. That's unfair. Uh, the episode finally ends with Monel trying to help a homeless guy, but the guy turns out to be a cadmus agent. Dun dun dun! They toss him into the back of a truck. Mm-hmm. Um, that was the end. Right. So Supergirl. And he'll probably never want to help anybody ever again. Way to I, go! I'd be <laughs> done with it. This would never happen to me on Daxum. I'm saying. <laughs> The boys be all up in it, man. <laughs> you got to think with him, too. He was a bodyguard, so you would think he knows how to fight. I don't know why all of a sudden he's pretending like he can't fight. Yeah, I don't know what's up with that. He was like the king's bodyguard. Play around he was long. the king's bodyguard. Yeah, in fact, he knew how to scene. give her pointers. He knew he knew fighting stuff, you know, like uh, in arenas and whatnot. He knew how that alien was hurt. Mm-hmm. So he, sh- I like, I really thought it would be something where he would be a really, really good, good fighter. It's just that he's just not as strong as she is. That's all. But they almost make it like he can't even fight. He just runs like a football player and just runs. It gets knocked out. They must be able to fight on Daxum. They just knock into each other. They don't even have superpowers over there. They just get hurt. I give this one an A minus. I give it. The parts where they talk about uh, coming out to your family, I, that's an A stuff. That's A writing. Some of the stuff that irked me, though, was the changing of powers when they didn't need to change it. The, you know, when John J- John's not having his telepathy and stuff. The Jimmy stuff was just, oh, that, that, yeah. that stuff really brings it down. And then, um, so I have to, I don't want to, 
I can't give it an A. I'd want to give it an A because of some of the writing, but I can't. I got to give it like a B minus, maybe C plus. Because it just, that stuff really brought it down to the Jimmy and Jimmy stuff and some of the little things they didn't, you know, running yeah. right into Paris. Like, you know that the, the, the thing has to touch you. I just can't see them not thinking, all right, let's put, let's use suits. You know, we have suits to use to cover ourselves. Right. Like we had the kryptonite stuff. Like, I don't understand why you don't throw that on. Yeah, that's how Superman dealt with the parasite in the animated series. Yeah, always. He showed up with the yeah. uh, insulated suit. It it just was too, uh, I know, we don't, you know, you want to have them get caught, and you can still do that, but you can write a little bit better than that. Like, that's the one thing that this that Supergirl does, I think, more than the other shows is they tend to to make it easy for themselves. Yeah, and, I well, I have to agree with Daryl on a lot of those points, and, I mean, the thing is, is I give the episode overall, it's a C plus. I mean, they, there was a lot of great effort. It was kind of like that, that class project where you're in groups, and whoever the writer was of that group that, that handled the Alex story yeah. knocked it out of the park, did their homework. Everybody else came together that morning before class and slapped a bunch of stuff with glue sticks together and, and presented it. <laughs> because, cause, I mean, there was some very great writing in this episode, but overall it was crammed full of a lot of shit. And Whoa. just... Uh, just stuff that made no sense or stuff that was just the Jimmy story is just ridiculous. So I'm, aggravating. I, I, I yeah. am so upset because, you know, I, I early on accepted this difference in Jimmy Olsen. He's, you know, this oh, football God. star athlete guy and he's not the, you know, little nerdy camera guy. Um, I accepted that early on and really enjoyed that character. And they have absolutely ruined him this season, specifically with this episode. So, yeah, C plus And the, the plus is because that averages out from the A of the Alex storyline. I'm going to go B. I'm going to go B. I, I had the same concerns. I, I, I just literally wanted to go through the screen and punch Jimmy. I just, right like, dude, face. why are you mad, bro? Why? Why are you mad? Seriously. And, and he's going to take it on like a win? That. Yeah. yeah seriously, going to take it on a win? Like the one person who's like going to be the nicest to you regardless of what kind of bullcrap you're spewing out of your stupid face hole. And I know. Cool. Yeah. But, but yeah, but the coming out was, was, it was unexpected because I'm like, why would Carr give a crap? But I guess it's a transition, whatever. So. It was, it was just as joyful as it was aggravating at points. It was kind of very mm-hmm. uneven. Oh, save, save your uneven criticism for Legends. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, God. I mean, um, I mean, what? Mm-hmm. That's not... That's Talk about uneven. Mm-hmm. Okay. <sighs> Next is The Flash. Shade. What's the name of the episode? Uh, season 3, Episode 6. A lot of shade dropping. A lot, A lot of, shade. of shade being thrown. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um... We've been, uh, of course, Wally has been slowly but surely having these like weird dreams or whatever about becoming Kid Flash. We knew Alchemy was probably going to come for him, and this is uh, worrying Joe. That's what happened to Magenta mm-hmm. and some of the other Flashpoint villains before Alchemy came to them. Um, they won't go away. They intensify. They, they get stronger. Uh, HR, the uh, Harrison Wells of Earth-16 or whatever, they put Wally in the pipeline until uh, they figure out what's up. And Joe doesn't like it, but Wally agrees. 
because you know Wally and while Wally's down in the pipeline, uh, getting you know tempted by Doctor Alchemy, Joe goes on a date with Cecile. About time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How was you waiting for? Um, there's uh, I don't know, man. I I you know I think ugh, I I'm sorry. I, I like her. I just wish <laughs> it fit find a way to fit her in a little more easily into the story. You know what I mean? Yeah, she kind of she kind of went out last two episodes ago. Yeah, or she tried to get him, get him to go out and he wouldn't. Yeah, uh, for a while there. Um, is she fine? Yeah, she's good. <laughs> she fine though. I mean, she's no diggle, but she's no diggle. <laughs> she ain't no diggle. She ain't no diggle. Mean. <laughs> Damn girl, you ain't got to drop that shade on the shade episode. Oh no, I guess she actually did though. Hey. Um, Caitlin steals some power dampening cuffs since Cisco was working on, and Cisco noticed. So yeah, she kind of has to like. Lying. She has to, um, you know, kind of give in and and uh, tell Cisco what's going on, and he asks, uh, she asks Cisco to vibe her, and uh, see if she turns into Killer Frost. And while he's vibing, Cisco sees himself in full vibe mode. Oh yeah, which was cool in the vibe costume and everything, fighting Killer Frost in a forest. That's right. He's got that vibe. And then at first he doesn't tell her what he saw, but then she confronts him before the movie starts. Now, what if, what if what he saw? Now, he's thinking, yes, it's it's she's evil. It's timeline. Okay. Now, now I think that is what it is. But what but. if actually in that future that he saw, he's mm-hmm. the bad guy, and she's trying to stop him. Oh, that's interesting. Could be. Why didn't I think about that? Wow. You, what you don't know what these flashes. He doesn't know the whole story. He you did know, become reverb on that that's alternate on Earth, too. Yeah? Right. He became reverb and then became a, a crime boss. So. Totally. Because I don't think, I mean, I get whatever with this whole uh, her changing, but I don't think that a certain power or a certain mutation necessarily is going to cause you to become evil. I mean... Maybe, maybe not. I don't know, but I think that if she truly thinks about it, and she's pretty freaking smart, that she can control whether or not she is going to allow this to uh, cause her to go bad. I, I don't know. You know, on one side you've got Wally who wants to embrace his powers fully, and on the other uh-huh. side you have Kaylin who's like, I don't even want these powers. So I want them right. to go away or whatever. Well, she's the only one that has ability. It's weird that she's the only one that has these abilities. And it changed your personality because everyone else that gets these abilities. Just but again, abilities. is that psychosomatic? Is it because she's thinking Maybe. she's going to become bad because Good she point. heard about her in Earth Two? Good point. Good point. Oh, and and so this is all psychosomatic based on what she knows of her in another Earth, mm-hmm. or you know, because again, I just can't see. I don't. I don't know. I mean, on the other hand, maybe you see what the chemicals do, are doing to like barns and stuff in Gotham. But I'm just saying, is She's not getting some sort of evil mutation, I don't think. It's she has power over temperature and cold. Yeah, just that some of the other uh, uh, criminals are, are the other flashpoint uh, metahumans had the pro- had this problem with schizophrenia as well, you know, or had like mental problems to go along with their newly acquired, you know, bodies and stuff. Because you remember they were coming out of those chrysalises or whatever, right? Right. Yeah. Anytime that you, I mean, anybody in any set of 
anything that mutates, gets powers, has something like that, they're not exactly going to have normal thoughts. Not right. initially. Right. Their right. powers are just coming. Like, they're not caused by anything. They, but uh, if they're smart enough and they have a good enough intellect and they're mature enough, they'll find ways to not allow it to take it over their mind. You know, and that's why I think, you know, a lot of your bad guys, your evil guys, they're ones that the power has corrupted them and corrupted their mind. But then that was a choice they made. The easy choice, but the choice they made, whereas I think if she, with her smarts, were to battle this and really think through it, she could overcome any sort of evil thought she might have. The Shade attacks the Gathering for no good reason, really. Mm-hmm. Um, Team Flash kicks it- into gear, and uh, Iris leaves uh, Wally, or leaves, uh, you know, Flash leaves Iris for, uh, to watch Wally and goes to the scene, and then with some help from Cisco and Caitlin, uh, they're able to take out the Shade. Pretty quickly, and that, which is a bummer because the shade in the comic is actually a really interesting and cool character. Yeah, yeah. this guy was kind of like he was. It just felt like he wasn't even the shade. He was just a dude. <clears throat> they just uh, yeah needed that ability so they could you know certain things could happen in the episode. It turns out that uh, HR suspects that Alchemy sent Shade to distract them from Wally, because when they get back to Star Labs, it turns out Iris had to lay out Wally with a punch, knock him See, out. That was funny. I didn't expect that. I thought he would just get away. No, she, let, she knocked him out. She sure did. I was like, dummy, don't open the gate. Don't open that damn thing. Yeah. <laughs> and then, damn, you got knocked out by your sister. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of superhero are you? Um, while they're having their Team Flash meeting, Cisco kind of forces Caitlin to come out about her powers. Right. Which you should have. That well, kind of upsets her. Well, I was going to ask, so was that a dick move? Because I felt oh, it was yeah. kind of a dick move for him to do that in that setting. I don't know. I mean, I definitely think that he's right. It needs to be addressed. But here, let's in front of everybody just throw you under the bus and make you come out. Right. Mm-hmm. I, you know what? With all the stuff that has happened to them because they've kept secrets, I'd have been like, listen, I don't give a You are turning into an ice creature. We don't have time for you to go right, through this but thing for, of, I want to tell everybody little by little. No, because every time we've done that, somebody's gotten hurt. Other people's gotten killed. We go through a whole thing. I'd be tired of that by now. I'd be like, you learn. I like. You know what I like that happened in this? He learned from previous experiences. <laughs> not doing that again. You don't continue to do the same dumb thing. Right, but I'm just saying beforehand, time. before they're we, together, say, hey, you either tell everybody or I'm going to. No, you know, because you know what happens. The opportunity. No, because you know what happens in the other experiences? She runs away. Usually when well, you say, yeah. I'm going to tell everybody if you don't tell them, guess what? Where are they? they because they, they leave a note. I they think they left them. I think they left they this note. They gone. Yeah. So you know what? I'm glad he's like, no, we're not going through that. I'm gonna tell. I'm gonna do it here, so she can't run away, and we have to deal with it. We're not gonna go through this nonsense again. Oh, how long? How long it was? Cisco um, had powers before he told anybody. Yeah, and I it didn't say, help at all. It still felt like pot calling the kettle black. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah you know how it feels. bothered me about it because like Cisco for a long time hid his powers. Like only right, him, it was only dumb. Him yeah. and so you should know what that's like. Yeah. So why no, would you? I, 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 yeah, 
No, I, I agree, but I'm just saying is right beforehand. I mean, I, even when they're in, all in the room, just go over and say, hey, you know, I mean, I don't know. It's just kind of a dick move to do that because it's like, okay. I think we're on a t- I think with him, he, we, her powers, it's getting worse. And if it was me and it was my close friend and we've gone through mm-hmm. this already, we don't have time for you to sit there and fig- and, and yeah. go through that stuff. Because well, you don't want to tell anybody. There's I think no- what, it, what it boils down to is there's no right answer because it's going to suck no matter which way. It goes. I would have told I, because yeah. I, I want to get her help. I can't do this if we're not all on board. We just went yeah. already. We got it. Everybody got to get on board. We got to help her. That's that's why I would do it. You just have to be mad at me, but you're going to get help. That's just the way it got to be like a drug addict. You just got to deal with it. You just got to make them. So you're saying it's kind of a, a and not less of an outing and more of an intervention, more like, hey, I'm it just going to put your friend on the street because this is what you need to hear in, in front of all yeah. your friends. Right. Because okay. she was a good take on it. First of all, she kept lying like at it for months. Okay. So this thing is yeah, because she didn't know all the details. I mean, but the thing is, she mm. just told you she's had it for months. Her and and she hadn't told anybody. Her mother. Who he's not a fan of either because of how she is, how she treated her, is telling you there's nothing she can do. We need to get you help. We need to do it now. Like we don't know what the deal is with the with these abilities. Right. We have to do it right now. We have to help you right now before something yeah. terrible happens. We don't know what's going to happen when your power is fully. And we need to go through this out. together, and you don't need to go through it alone. And you don't need, and we, I don't want you running. She just ran away, and also remember, she just ran away to right. get to to her mother without, you know, because True. of his powers. I don't want her running away. I want him to get help. I don't want her to. We're not going through this whole thing again. So I'm glad it. I'm glad this is the things I like on Flash that they're doing now. Like Barry, don't do the dumb things Barry used to do. He's not doing that now. Like that, and That's I like that. It's just goes same thing. Dumb stuff we did last season. We're not going to do it this season. Going to do better. Uh, Wally wakes up. He's still in a lot of pain from Alchemy's attacks. Uh, they decided since there's no other way to stop Alchemy from coming after Wally, they decided to use Wally as bait. So it always works so well. That was cold Alchemy. though. Yeah. That was cold. I'm he sorry. Won. I was like, whoa. He wanted it. Yeah. Yeah, but come on. Because it's his son, Joe gets the SWAT team and the Flash on there. Joe did. And before they go to meet Alchemy, Barry and Joe notice that, hey, Julian's not here. <gasps> Julian Red Herring. I'm saying, right? Julian Herring. That should be his name. Julian <laughs> Herring Red. <laughs> Julian Red Herring. Yes, hello. Or just um, They go to a, been a subway station. They get in a position to send in Wally. Um, Dr. Alchemy offers to give Wally his powers back, and several of his alkalites fill the room. With Wally in place, the Flash and SWAT team burst in to take out Alchemy. The Flash struggles, struggles against Alchemy's Philosopher's Stone, uh, but eventually takes him out, and before they can unmask him, a blue streak enters the room and starts killing everyone. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Flash takes off after it, and in the confusion, Wally picks up the Philosopher's Stone, which has been calling to him. And then he becomes encased in a cocoon. Um, Damn it. Then the Flash comes face... Oh, the bigger, biggest da-da-da is the Flash comes face-to-face with his leader speedster foe. Yeah. Savitar, the god of speed. Savitar. 
The episode ends with a flash firmly in Savitar's grasp. Yeah. So, yeah, I was asked a lot of questions about Savitar this week from not just people I work with, but people that I've known for years in the comic book fandom, you know, and not knowing. Um, I remember him. I remember that Mark Wade run. That was one of the few highlights of the flash in the nineties was that Mark Wade run. And, uh, uh, Jimenez's art was great. Just it really good. And I like how that character turned out. Um, it, uh, I remember him showing up after the new 52 again, I think for a bit, but I don't really remember much about that storyline. Uh, the Savitar on New Earth in the in the present continuity was a man who, who uh, tested his supersonic fighter jet, and his plane was struck by what appeared to be lightning, and then yeah. uh, he named himself Savitar after the Hindu god of motion. All right. And, and then hunted down speedsters all and then, through. And then became obsessed with uh, the speed force. Don't you hate so, that? His base of operations is Tibet. So next time you're in Tibet... If I remember right, wasn't Wally the one that was his undoing in that run back then? It's interesting because mm-hmm. that that he, that with Wally getting his powers like this in the show, cool. Right, uh, Wally. Yeah, because Wally had a direct link to the Speed Force, and that prevented Savitar right. from stealing his speed. Yeah, right. And uh, a coalition of the Speedsters he had tried to kill. Uh, along with Wally foiled his plans. So this was a Mark Wade run that had like Jake Eric and Mass Mercury, mm-hmm. yep. uh, Johnny and Jesse good. Quick. Yeah, it was really good. It was like a whole like, uh, uh, group of speedsters. Yeah, I remember. I may have really to drag good. those out of the long box and read them again. It's been a while. Yeah. That was a good series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they're going to go the same route because now Wally does have a relationship with the Speed Force after that. You know, when he went in it, right. uh, was it last season and kind of had that conversation, so I think it would probably be the same deal. He won't be able to take his speed. Interesting. But yeah, it came, kind of came out of left field. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah, totally. Who do you think is Dr. Alchemy? Uh, I know they're trying to make us think that it's Julian, right? Because, yeah. Well, uh, right, it's too easy. It's, it's, too, really it's not. too simple. It's too damn easy. Oh, we all, oh. oh. Hmm? Oh, I don't know. I, I, I keep thinking it's uh, it might be the wells of this of Earth Two or whatever, or, or Flashpoint Earth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I, this wells. I think it might be because the, they never do explain what happened to the wells on this. Did they? No, they didn't. And if and like a, and if the um, if the Reverse Flash didn't have to take him over in the timeline because you know he went in and killed his mom and stuff and knew right. uh, knew about it, then that wells is still out there somewhere. Because there's got to be a reason why that Wells is not in charge of this, like, facility, because he was the one that built it. Like, in the other timeline. Well, maybe something was... happened to him. I mean, because you would think he'd ha- he'd be around because he's still there. Star Labs is there. But what if maybe he died or they thought he died when everything blew up? Or mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I, I can't figure out how to put that piece mm-hmm. together. I don't know because they won't say any because we don't have that right. piece of, of knowing what they think happened to him. Right. Because yeah. they can't tell me they didn't check to look. But, well, but that's it. Do we even know if they've thought about it? Because I don't think they've really addressed that. There's no, no way they couldn't have thought about it, though. But, no, not, I, but they haven't really addressed it at all. No, they haven't addressed it. They haven't addressed it at all, but there can't be any way they haven't looked on their Earth first. I mean, they looked at all those other Earths. Why wouldn't they check their this one first? 
unless they already know something supposedly that he's dead or something. I mean, Star Lab wouldn't existed. He was the one that came up with the idea to even build the Star Lab. So, what, was it him or was it his wife? No, he was on the beach. Remember, he had the plans. Yeah, and he said, I, I remember them on the beach. I just couldn't remember who was it that named it. And I, I thought she named it and stuff. But he wanted to build it. It yeah. was his idea to do to to come up to do that to come up with that facility in the first place. Yeah, but Flashpoint could have changed all that too. Totally. Like, I don't yeah, have you don't that's, have that's that information. That's the wild card right there. Yeah. Well, I'm just know, saying is I mean. Star Labs could have been started by somebody completely different in this one, and they just haven't told us that yet. Well, the, uh, they mentioned in the pre, in the post Flashpoint episode that they had the um, explosion at Star Labs pretty much on the same timeline as the other one. Okay. So, um, we, you know, we can go from that. But what I'm what I'm saying is, if he went back and killed his mom like that last time when he had all right. the speed and he had enough time to, you know, to put Barry back in the timeline and stuff, mm-hmm. then he wouldn't have gotten stuck to begin with. Right, he wouldn't have needed. And he to. wouldn't have needed to take over Wells, and so therefore we're short of Wells. <laughs> and the wife dying as well. There was no reason for the wife. Right, because there would never. Are we the only crash. ones that have addressed this? I, I, I mean, I haven't heard anywhere else. I, I don't know. Don't listen to other podcasts because I don't want to sound like other podcasts. Yeah, I'm just. I don't, I don't, just, <laughs> I don't, I don't either. either. So I'm like, I, I, I don't know. I'm just. I'm wondering. Are I we the only? Read, I haven't read it anywhere. Me yeah. either. I haven't read it anywhere either. Well, maybe we need to write into the, to the producers of this show. I give this episode an A. I enjoyed it a lot, especially the surprises and um, Wally finally. You know, I I knew he was going to touch that philosopher's stone as soon as I saw him in there. And he's like, "What's this?" <laughs> that kind of thing. All right. So, but I, I really it, enjoyed I the episode a, a lot. You know. Yeah, I enjoyed. It. I give it a B plus. Yeah, I the whole the little thing it grew in. Mm-hmm. The the little I like the the little things they threw in like the shining being the movie you know the yeah. right yeah. like like Barry and Julian kind of try like Barry trying to pull Julian in like I don't know if I can trust you but hey let's nerd out like and him like no I have a girlfriend I'm like do you though yeah, he's still the, a the, dick the, the facial transmodifier that mm. that Wells happens to have you know had in his pocket oh yay I mean there's a oh, lot then, of little drops right that right. made you think this is going somewhere that was kind of cool. Now, there's no chance that Alchemy is HR, right? Right? I don't know. Alchemy showed up before before HR. That's what I'm thinking, but I just just can't can't figure out what his importance is going to be. Yeah, I don't know. But uh, I I agree with uh, Daryl. It's a B plus, definitely. Um, It was a very good episode. Lots of uh, fun things in it. Some questioning things, mostly fun. So... Um, and I'm looking forward to Kid Flash and The Flash side by side. Yes. HR also reveals that Earth-19 has plenty of sentient gorillas. Yeah, man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Hello. You, you have God on this Earth? Gorilla City, here we come. <laughs> Gorilla City, gonna have some fun. Gorilla City. That's rare right there, Jim breaking into song. Gorilla City, man. It, right? I'd, lo- I'd love to see them go full Gorilla City on an episode. Oh, yeah. Me too. I don't think they have the budget for it, though, but it would still no, be No, I don't think they do either. That's why I liked yeah. it so much in the, Ju- in the Justice League cartoon when they did that. I was just like, yep. yeah, they could really go, go for it, you know? 
right, now it's time for the Legends of the Lake. No, no, it's the late Legends of the Lesley. Oh, that's right. We got Arrow first. And then Legends yeah, of, unless you want a good remember. episode of Arrow. I think no, Arrow just it. deemed oh, it so. Arrow and the Outsiders. Come on. Arrow and the Outsiders. So. Let's do Arrow um, first. Let's save the worst for last. Oh, okay. You know, a little foreshadowing there. Yeah. Um, real quick with the flashback scenes, Kovar, uh, a.k.a. Dolph Lundgren, has uh, Oliver, like, beaten and, and bruised, and I guess he's been tortured for a whole week or whatever. He yeah. sits him at a dinner table, um, and, you know, puts, like, a wine glass in front of him in dinner or whatever. He says, please eat, you know, and it turns out that uh, Tiana's mom is on the payroll there as a gardener or something, and, uh, you know, that's why it's funny because that's why Oliver's there. Mm-hmm. He wanted to avenge, you know, Tiana's death. It means nothing. And uh, Kovar says, who is to say who is the monster and who is the hero? I will um, break you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the reason the Broadfire had uh, Oliver kill a man in jail was so he could steal his black market business on the dark web, you know. He's, like, messing with his head. And Oliver gives uh, res- a good response by stabbing a knife through Kovar's hand. Sure so holding another to his neck. Um, he gets the guards to surrender their guns and hustles Kovar toward the exit. Carver is kind of amused by all this, and taunts Oliver that Broadfoot agreed to a truce in exchange for a cut of the profits of the casino. Why would they let an American into Broadfoot? They're just using Oliver for whatever value can provide. And Oliver gets really mad, and they start fighting, but Kovar uh, ends up beating the crap out of... Yeah, not much of a fight, really. No, because he's got, like, a, a foot and, like, 12 inches of reach on Oliver. <laughs> yeah. Even at his That's... age, he... Yeah, he kicks his ass. That dude is big. You know, at least the flashbacks this season are entertaining. I still could do without flashbacks, but I, I like to say, the Dolph character. Lundgren, hello. Yeah. You can't mess around. Yeah, but I say, oh, I don't want to see Dolph Lundgren perform. Hello. No, no. I, uh, yeah, I'm just saying. I'm, I, I almost wish that was another TV show I was watching and not Maybe flashback. it will be. Maybe if the ratings go back. There you go. <laughs> Why can't they do a whole series with, with you know, like early whatever and cast somebody else as, as Arrow? Not early. Isn't Arrow ending? I liked oh, what Donnie Salvo said in our Facebook group. It's like, what, are the flashbacks in next season going to be, like, from season one? Cause, Pretty <laughs> much, because you're kind of caught up already. Yeah, you're, like, like, you're getting back yeah. to where you've already started. Well, they, I, if I'm not mistaken, unless they change in history, I think they said that this was the last season they would do right. uh, flashbacks. And it turns out Gregor, the Broadfoot member who sent Oliver undercover last week, is in league with Kovar, too. So, Of course. Okay, that's the flashback part. I never thought I'd do those first, but that was actually pretty awesome. It really was, wasn't it? I was I like, was yes, so surprised. finally I get to see Dolph Lundgren. <laughs> um, good news, Prometheus has stopped killing random civilians. For now. That's nice. The bad news, there's somebody else killing uh, criminals all over town. He's delivering the bodies of human traffickers to the police department with V's carved into their cheeks. Even like he has like these two guys strung up on harnesses off of streetlights to make a big V with their dead bodies. They got a lot of time to be hanging by. Like, does anybody realize that they just hanging bodies there all every day? Hey, mister, what are you doing up there? (laughs) (laughs) Nothing. Go away. Are those guys okay? They don't look too good. Go away. Str- mm, no, yeah, move move it to the right. It's off. It's off center. It doesn't look like a V. It looks more like an L. 
<laughs> Imagine you get ready to leave and you go, oh, damn it, I got to redo it. Hold on. Hold on. It just seemed very um, uh, Rorschach to me. You know what I mean? It like did. Leaving a calling huh? card like that or whatever. They uncreatively named this guy Vigilante. No. <laughs> the uh, Bag of Bones uh, robbery crew starts targeting some Star City banks. We have a female in the crew this time. Did you guys notice that? Yeah, yeah. I put I put yeah. radio affirmative action. Dude, when you have a heist, it's like dudes. But yeah, yeah, yeah they're like affirmative action yeah. cast and put a, put a hot chick in there. I'm like, you go. Nice. Finally. Um, yeah. the arrow team arrow shows up too late. Like the guys are all, are, are all gone or dead. Like everyone, uh, and, uh, you know, marked up by the vigilante and stuff. And like, they have a big argument in the group here. Who can decide who's a psycho and who's a vigilante, you know, the, the, the old, you know, who watches the watchman type thing. It's a good distinction. I mean, you were vigilant. You killed. It's not anything that you don't know. This is in your wheelhouse at one point in your career. Yeah. But someone else is doing it, so... Uh, yeah, now it's wrong. So it's I'm wrong, a dick. right. <laughs> it was, a, yeah, it was very Batman-ish. He's a dick. Diggle shakes down an ammo dealer who was uh, who knows, like, one of the guys in the Bag of Bones group, and he gets a little uh, out of control with rage because he's Swear missing... Swear to me. He's missing his son's birthday party. <laughs> he's so cute. He can't Why be there. Does Guardian have a better helmet? I don't know. He looks like maybe he could be in Daft Punk now. That's kind of cool. The kids like them, right? <laughs> yeah, sure. The Daft Punk. Kids, kids love the Daft Punk. Yeah, they right, love the, the Daft, Daft Punk. You know, the Daft the of the Punk. Yeah, sure. Always, the, um, I'm always right the team it. figures out where Bag of Bones will be next. Vigilante beats them there. Uh, Green Arrow tells Vigilante he's out of control. <laughs> but Vigilante counters that the, the city is out of control and you're not helping. You can't control this city. And uh, t- if Team Arrow isn't with them, then they're dead. And then uh, <laughs> Vigilante shoots up their van and escapes. Oliver decides to have a fret about Vigilante being right, you know. Maybe I'm relying too much on the justice system and the city's a cesspool of crime and corruption. You know what? I just want an episode where they all start doing the voices. Yeah. Like all, all of them start talking. Yeah, all the, as soon as Vigilante and, and Arrow were talking, I'm like, oh, wow, he's going to do the voice, too? This is lame. Because Diggle's been doing <laughs> like it talking really to Amira, But maybe that's what we're supposed to say. Like, it's like, this is Amira. Like, we're it, supposed to be looking at Well, Diggle's got, like, the, the really, like, the gruff... Like I'm saying something to you in a big hurry because that's very important, mm-hmm. and then he's got the you know the more philosophical diggle where he's telling you a story and he's like, look, man, you know. He's like old man diggle. Like, let me impart this wisdom upon you. <laughs> Morgan Freeman <laughs> as diggle. <laughs> Allow me to explain. This sounds like a one the one man show. Like a one man show. I remember back in my be. day in the Arrow Lab and. <laughs> Morgan Freeman is. <laughs> Um, Chase threatens a, a, a bag of bones member, the female one, in the interrogation room, and uh, she gives up a hotel name, and uh, Chase goes to get a warrant, Oliver suits up, and sure enough, Dunn's in the hotel with a skull mask and a bunch of the money, and he has enough time to tell the Green Arrow that he was framed, but the DA didn't care for his previous crime. And then uh, Vigilante opens fire from the parking lot, he doesn't really care he's in the room, he's just kind of shooting... You know, willy-nilly. And then Oliver fires an arrow with a bulletproof mesh. That looks like a bat. <laughs> shaped like a bat. It did. It looked like it was shaped like a bat. 
Uh, they let them escape out the back. Um, now three are dead and five are injured, so now the team decides, okay, well, maybe Vigilante isn't good after all. Yeah. Uh, um, we get a subplot with the journalist, Susan, who's trying to cozy up to Oliver and, and give mm-hmm. him a pep talk, but you know you know for a fact that she's just trying to soften him up for the blow, right? Right, because you know that yeah. she knows that we know. I know, know. <laughs> right? <laughs> We you know. been on that goddamn island. I know. Oh, now we got to pay Darby again. Uh, oh, man, I was trying to avoid the I know. <laughs> well, you've done a shit job, so. Oh, well. You fit. <laughs> I failed this podcast. I'll be the first one to tell you. <clears throat> Jim, you can't unknow the no. So and, and now it's time for Oliver's stupid plan. Oliver and the team decide to draw out Vigilante by robbing a bank themselves. Sure, why not? Dressed as bag of bones, but it goes downhill. Vigilante takes Mr. Terrific hostage. Because why? Because Mr. Terrific can't fight. He's too busy doing his his cornrow. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, I only need a few more rubber bands. Anyway. I swear when they ran off, I wanted him to say... I wanted him to say, I gotta wait for my hairdresser to come in. Like, yeah. <laughs> oh, I gotta braid my hair. I just I got the braid. I just got the text, okay? I'm gonna have to keep these braids in and I will not look like a nerd in the lab if I, I don't swear. give her this, I don't answer this text. I Surely you understand. I want somebody to ask him, How are you getting your hair braided so fast? Yeah, that is want... dressed. Somebody's got to an con or And then he's just got to say, Don't ask black folk about their hair, okay? Don't just don't ask me about my hair. Stay in your lane. That's totally Stay acceptable in your answer. Lane. So it is. Yeah. Totally yeah. It literally yeah. is. I'd be fine with that. If I, if I were to meet uh, Echo Callum at a con and ask him uh-huh. about that and he said that, I would be totally fine with that. Yeah. I, I know, right? Okay. That's, that's, you're, that's you fair. A black person to but you ask. know what? I'm that's going fair. to ask him that and he can't black explain me, though. <laughs> that's true. That's you, know what he will, you know what he will do, though? He'll, he'll yeah. like, he'll like, he'll like kind of guy nod you and be like, oh, you know, brother. You know? And you're supposed and, to know. And then I'll be like, but I don't know. No, but if you say that, then you've given you're giving yourself away. Now you know. Now you're not. They might pull some cards from you. I'm just saying. So, vigilante in the arrow had a little more uh, uh, words, and a vigilante is telling him he's not taking the city's problems seriously enough. He's, he's like, maybe you haven't lost anyone. You don't have a full of stand, out understanding of what's out there. Who don't know? He's like, he's like, oh, I'll. I've lost people almost more than I could bear. So, and that's kind of dumb too. There's a seriously, I'm like, yeah, no, Ollie. I mean, he lost his whole life for a while. Hello. A I mean, dumb, well, not even that. There's a dumb statue of Laurel that was part of. They all know that that was part of the Green right. Arrow, right? So yeah. why don't he just say, "That's you know, we did lose someone stupid." I do know what that's like. Yeah. What, what are you telling me? Like, See that big statue? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's that big stupid statue that we had. Green Arrow shoots the gun out of Vigilante's hands. They fight. It ends with Vigilante ensnared by a cable arrow that binds him to this like column or whatever. Uh, Green Arrow says he's gonna. Green Arrow says he's gonna protect the city his way, and he goes to take off Vigilante's mask, but there's like a flashbang grenade type thing, and it lets him escape somehow. I don't know how that Somebody works. Somebody threw that from where? Well. It's obvious Vigilante is David Blaine. I know. Well, probably <laughs> Artemis probably did that, though. Um, this week, the, the crime wave uh, ends with Green Arrow depositing the dude alive at the police department. 
making sure a cop sees him and knows that he's like the least murdery dude. And again, who got time to be tying up all these people and hanging them? I know. Who has who has time in like a split second to get out of that like steel cable tied to a column or whatever? You know. And the cop would be like, "God damn it, I'm not." I'd have been like, if you don't get your green ass down here and untie them <laughs> oh, too, whoa. I'm not calling up all the way over there to get these oh. two dudes down there. What kind of nonsense is that? Drop them off at the door. Goddamn fool. I know. Where do you even start with that? You have to call like we don't have a ladder that big. How and then that's get overtime. Down from there? I got I got to climb up. That's yeah. overtime. My wife will give me hell if I'm late. <laughs> Shit, I ain't doing all that. It, I listen, gotta get the kids, man. I got time. I want, I oh listen, hold up, hold up, hold up. Did that city, yeah, okay. Did what? Where are you getting all the rope from? Yeah, you need a permit for this. And a lot of harnesses from too. the Acme Rope Company. Where else? Like, god damn it, man. I'm just thinking, like, how they, how you have to plan all of it ahead of time, so you know how much to have. And, you know, from the different streetlights or whatever you're going to hang it from, like how, you know, how much the distances would uh-huh. be and how long it would take to hang enough rope to hang a human body. And... Don't let me be a cop in, 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 in that city. And then I'd you'd be, be a cop I'd be having cursing them. Ooh, I'd to, be cursing them out. You'd mm-hmm. have to clean that up. I mean, how would you? Even... I'd be like, this is some beep, beep, beep. What's the obsession with tying these people up anyway? Oh, is it like I 50 either. shades of green or what? Time to call the janitor. Because <laughs> the janitor will leave it at the door. The janitor didn't leave him at the door. He ain't gonna climb up I, there. I hate to be the adult here, but can we get off this track? Sure. Uh, we have the side plot with Quentin still drinking, uh, drinking, and he resigns from deputy mayor. Uh, he tells uh, Thea about waking up with the blood on his hands and the throwing star, but they're both are like, no, you're not Prometheus, dude. How but he does. He does be say, giving up jobs like that. Like I don't understand. But they're this huge um, uh, CW thing or whatever. Uh, Thea fills in Oliver on Quentin's drinking and the throwing star killer frame job. And thank goodness, because they could have CW'd that. You know, why did you keep this from me? You okay. know, and all that yeah, oh boy, down the land. that would have been a thing. Ugh. But they <laughs> figure out that you know, from this, the Prometheus must know the Oliver's Green Arrow. Mm-hmm. Um, shirtless Diggle beats the crap out of a punching bag at his hideout, and then Lila and yeah, JJ. He, he all sweaty arrive. and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. All the like his... pheromones oh, rolling man. off his body. <laughs> they keep doing this, too. That I've noticed this like two or three times. Okay? Yeah. They'll be doing a work. No, wait, wait, wait. They do, listen, listen, they do a workout. You know, the men are all like sweaty or whatever, right? Uh-huh. And someone will come in and they'll put like a shirt or a jacket on. Uh huh. Like soaking wet, sweaty. I'm just like, what the hell are you doing? Why are you putting on a jacket? Um, teenage girls. That's true. Isn't that illegal? Anyway. And Jerry. Whoa. Teenage and premenopausal women. And you. It's raining diggles. It's raining diggles. Diggles over here. Diggles over there. Don't hate. Lila was able to. Lila was able to sneak the baby and a little uh, birthday party out from under the nose of the U.S. Marshals right. to bring it all to Diggle. Of course. Um, so they have a little uh, birthday party. And that was arranged by Wild Dog. Aww. And then oh, uh, the, the oh, final, final scene. <laughs> back, back, baby. We see Artemis on the rooftop, and she is meeting with Prometheus. Dun, dun, dun. 
for me. And then too. she's like, "Don't worry, nobody followed me. They don't suspect a thing." I I really got a a, a Judas contract vibe. That's, That's exactly. Right. I know we were talking yeah. earlier on Facebook chat and there were a messenger uh-huh. or whatever. I was like, "Dude, now I think Prometheus might be slayed." I'm telling you, that's what I'm thinking, because he's the only one I can right. think of that knew about that list like that. Wasn't that my, wasn't that one of my guesses, the from first season Slay that what? he didn't die, him or, or his father? Well, we know he didn't die because he's in the future. They mentioned him in the future, so we know he didn't die because right. he was in Legends, of, remember, he was in Legends of Tomorrow. Right. So we know that, his, so he didn't, we know for sure he didn't die, but we don't know what happened to him because they left him in the, remember, they took him to the prison and they left him at the prison. Right. Yeah, did they leave him on the island in the prison? Yeah, but yeah. then they took over. Remember the uh, what's the name of that group that Lila had of? Oh, they Argus. took over that island. Argus, yeah. Argus took over the island, so he's he was still alive. Yeah. So could be. He, he knows about that list, and like, like all he, that personal stuff. He knows about it. He knows all that first season stuff. And like you said, very uh, very Judas contract here, you know, using the young girl that no one would respect, um, expect to, you know, kind of charging yeah. hours. And Vigilante, that's Felicity's boyfriend, right? No, Vigilante's uh, the 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 DA. DA. Chase. A- Adrian Chase. Um, I give this one a B plus. It was a good episode. There was some fun stuff, and uh, the stuff with Quentin's drinking was kind of I don't know CWE, but what do I expect? It's a CW show. Um, the stuff with Vig- like you said, Vigilante and Arrow was hilarious. They're trying to outgrowl each other. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that was that was really entertaining to me. So I enjoyed yeah. that a lot. Yeah. Why do you have to wait so long to get your hair braided? I studied with Christian Bale to get this growl. Damn it! I ran out of rope. <laughs> so, yeah, I give it a B plus. It was fun. <laughs> I episode. give it a B too. I'm gonna give it an A. This is my my favorite one in a while. This was kind of fun. It's oh my gosh. Did you notice when they panned in on Dolph Lundgren slash, you know, that too. I already waxed poetic oh, I, on Dick's oh, okay. chest. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have a poem ready to recite for the next one. It's gonna be, <laughs> oh, I can't I wait to hear this. That's nice. It's going to be an, oh, yeah, ode to Dig, uh, Diggle's sweaty chest. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I'm going to read it in the voice of Twan from um, In Living Color. Okay. Don't get me, Twan. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> No, when they panned in initially on Dolph Lundgren, they uh had this sword collection behind them, and the way it was arrayed, it looked like the Game of Thrones sword chair. Oh, right. It was kind of like a halo behind them. I was like, whoa, that totally looks like Game of Thrones. That's awesome. Yeah, you had a Game of Thrones nerdy to the set now. Dude, I was like, Like, yeah, and he was good. Yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah, I give the episode, yeah, I'd say a B, B right down the it was a better than average episode and there was a lot of good good uh, points throughout it i do however give the double standard an f i'm just saying when okay. what i mean by the double standard is <laughs> chub toad talks about women and him and felicity and things like that and chastise oh we got to edit that out but Jerry goes on about male sweaty chests and whatnot. <laughs> and look it's how long all, was. It's okay. I'm just saying. The director's intentions. On equal well, Chubb, you make it like you 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 went like we were doing, I'm gonna I'm put her in look. the back of my van with. Yeah, I'm, not gonna look. I'm not trying to have a windowless van and offer candy. Okay. <laughs> like, Jerry, Jerry didn't make it sound like. Hey, my buddy Jamie Gum. 
Diggle, I need you to breathe into this <laughs> napkin right here. Just... You know what every guy's secret weakness is? Chloroform. Yeah, like, like, so it's a difference. Hey, how come the handles don't work in, in the inside right, of your door? Right, I would have been on probation. Exactly. exactly. I'm just saying. There's, there's to, look, and then for her to catch no. up with all the... Did he just mansplain what happened here? Did he, he just did. do that? No, he, he, he just did. He just, just mansplained you. He just did. Mm-hmm. Again. Fair enough. With, uh... Noted. <laughs> I don't know, for her to catch up in just sheer amount of time that you spent on Felicity, she would have to talk about Diggle for a long, long yeah, that'd time. Be a just lot. Just to catch like, up with you, okay? So I like, think like, stress I, the surface with the left Insta- edge of my pinky nail. Have to do, she'd have to you know, do... we, we, we used to check on Instagram to make sure she was safe. I mean, <laughs> that's, that's how serious we used to get. No, I we used mean, to follow it, her. It got on. that bad, I mean... Yeah, y'all, if y'all want to follow me on Instagram, it's at SisThroatPunch. There will be lots of sweaty... No, there won't. Sweaty, sweaty diggle. <laughs> there really won't. And if there were sweaty men's, it would be like Chub Dote. <laughs> sweaty diggle. And it would be like eating a cheeseburger. I don't know. It would mostly be sweaty because I had to, like, blink or move my arm or something while eating a pizza, you know? Yeah, now move your armor because, you know, you're a warrior. Yeah. Eat. Mm, okay legends right, of tomorrow that... all right season two episode six <laughs> this hey. is called outlaw country uh-huh. okay and first of all i just yep. want to give this episode props because jeff fahey okay. <gasps> lawnmower man was in this jeff fahey. yeah the original the og lawnmower man jeff fahey Hello? The dude, the dude from Planet Terror, the dude That's from true. like just you know a bunch of Quentin Tarantino movies. I mean, he's been in so many things. The guy from Lost, he was in Lost. I was surprised he was on this. Like I, I had to look twice. Like wait a minute, yeah. He's a Dark Man sequel too, right? Yeah, he's yeah. been in a ton yeah. of movies. Yeah, he's been in a bunch of stuff. That's why I was surprised he did this particular episode. Like what? Get out of here. Lawnmower Man is one of my favorite adapted Stephen King films i thought it was magnificent and he is awesome i, I agree i agree that in the green mile geez wow killed it yeah so there's this time pirate wandering around in 1874 for some reason mm-hmm. and he wanders into the path of jeff fahey who kills him and takes his crap of course and it turns out what the time pirate was looking for was a dense dwarf star alloy which was the stuff that ray made his atom suit out of <gasps> And because because Turnbull gets a um, a line on this uh, dwarf star alloy, uh, it totally uh, immediately starts a time aberration. Um, did you notice that uh, um, Ray called it the trouble alert? Yeah, <laughs> yes, when it went off the the um, the, uh, the time seismometer seismograph or whatever they call it, yeah. When it goes yes. off, you call it the trouble alert, like they had in uh, Super Friends. That was pretty. And she funny. said, "Don't you call it that." Did it anyway. It was pretty funny. Um, everything changed changed in the history books, and this guy Turnbull has his own country now, uh, all based on him, you know, finding this dwarf star alloy or whatever. So the team goes to Colorado. They land right next to where Jonah Hex is being hung. <laughs> um, I mean, it's shocking. They're being hanged, I guess, because other people are doing it. Yeah, I was I I was so excited. I love Jonah Hex. He's one of my favorite characters, and it, it, I loved him in this 
series before, and it's just awesome to see him again. The funny part for me was, you know, hey, um, Nate walks up, like, all metal and stuff, and, like, they're all shooting at him, and he's like, ah, ha, ha, ha. Meanwhile, Hex is, like, dangling there, choking, until yeah. Sarah does, like, you know, good, the bad, and the ugly thing, and shoots the rope, yep. you know? Um, Hex goes back to the Wave Rider, and he's, like, he's uh, kind of surprised that Sarah, <laughs> a female, is running things. She's a girl. She's a girl, and, uh, yeah, she's running things. But um, they realize that they uh, Sarah needs to put uh, her boys and Amaya to work. Uh, she sends Mick to wrestle up trouble in a whorehouse and sends Amaya to watch Mick. Uh, Ray, Nate, and Jax act uh, say they're tax collectors so they can get inside Turnbull's office to see what they can find about what he's planning. And then she and Hex are going to wait and try to grab Turnbull himself. Um... The, the tax collector trio, uh, Nate whines about not being able to, uh, be, you know, be a hero or whatever, which I didn't understand. Uh, he also drew, he also drew a picture of what he wants his uh, costume to look like. He's like daydreaming about being a superhero rather than being a historian. Mm-hmm. Um, they get cornered by some outlaw pals of Turnbull and they, uh, they fight them and then take their clothes and they are allowed into Turnbull's camp and into the mine, and Ray recognizes the dwarf store alloy there. Um, Nate finds the pirate, the time pirate's detector, and they decide to leave, uh, because the dwarf store stuff is too dense and too heavy to carry away, you know, by hand. Um, Mick and Amaya get Turnbull's attention by insulting him and his importance, and uh, that kind of annoys Amaya, uh, because they end up bonding. He, even though Tara, even though Sarah had told him to stay behind, he disobeys her and goes right into the bar to confront Turnbull. Big fight breaks out, of course. Of course. Um, Turnbull's using these dwarf star bullets. He leaves a hole in the wall, um, like go, that goes like through the wall and almost kills Hex. I really like what they did with that. It seems like these bullets are like just missing them, you know. Turnbull fires a Mick, and then Nate rushes to block the bullet while in steel form, but instead of the bullet blasting off, it goes through, it pierces his body and leaves him bleeding. This guy, for being a hemophiliac, is like bled out yeah. so many times. Yeah. Well, it, like, would not kind of change it now? Didn't it change it? I don't when know. He yeah, I thought that... I thought yeah. that shot or whatever changed his physiology or whatever. I thought he... Yeah, he's not a hemophiliac that. anymore. But, I mean, he got run through in that Japanese episode, and now he gets shot in this. Oh, yeah, I get you. I'm with you on that. I'm totally with you on that. It's it's uh, it's a good thing he was fixed. I just thought he would, I don't know, when it's steel, I just figured, why don't they just make it that he just has enhanced strength or something? I don't know why. Right? I don't know. <laughs> Maybe but you had to turn out the CGI or something. Because it's cheaper. I mean, you, it's more expensive for you. I mean, it's more expensive to have that for them to have to even do that. Uh, Gideon back to the wave rider says Nate has a 51% chance of surviving. Uh, Stein has been having severe headaches and visions of a woman he doesn't recognize. I love her. But uh, he gets the sense she's important. <laughs> and uh, he tells Jax later that she's someone he loves, but he doesn't know who she is. And he's saying, thinking that he's having new memories that are overriding his old ones. Uh, because of something that young Stein has done from back when he was. Have you done? But, but yeah, I think you know we have a good idea of what's going on there. Sarah asks Hex why he didn't follow the plan. 
And then he gets uh, he tells the full story why he's out from revenge. It turns out Turnbull is the guy who scarred his face because he burned down a church full of townspeople, women and children, and Hex narrowly escaped. So like you know him and Sarah bond over the fact they both want to like she wants to kill Damian Dark and he wants to kill right. this dude. The uh, Mick gets an encouraging uh, speech from Amaya and uh, Mick Mick you know, insists he's an animal, but like uh, I'm out of control. Yeah, Maya like have a have a moment there. Um, Nate and Ray as nerds bond. <laughs> Nate says, or um, he tells Ray that uh, as a child he tried to stand up to a bully and got his face punched in, his nose broken, and ever since then he's been afraid. You know, but now he could really be a superhero. Ray empathizes, saying he felt the same fear after losing the Adam suit. So. Um, Ray finally figures it out for, I don't know why he does now, but the Turnbull wants to use the railroad to move the Dwarf Star Alloy mm-hmm. to Summit Pass uh, to, to blow it up, and it could block the West completely from the East and thus from federal control. So, Sarah has faith, even though with like half their team down or, or not uh, equipped or whatever, that they can do this. Mick um, and Hex and Sarah head for Turnbull in his mines. Uh, Mick and Amaya set out for dynamite uh, to dynamite the mines and seal it. Hex and Sarah uh, wait for Turnbull himself. Um, Mick and Amaya take out the outlaws and the mines dash away, and uh, they they are able to get away from the explosion. Uh, Sarah uses Hex kind of as a Trojan horse, parading him in as a prisoner. Classic, you know, Return of the Jedi move there. All right. <laughs> he gloats about the mines. He's about to pull the trigger on Turnbull. And then Mick and Amaya's dynamite explodes, and Hex and Sarah get the better of Turnbull. Uh, Hex nearly kills Turnbull at the last second, but the glance from Sarah decides to knock him out and take him into the feds instead. Meanwhile, the train, Nate has that covered. He's going to stop it with his arms and legs of steel. Because I'm the man of steel. But there's a, he finally brings it to a stop, and the camera zooms in on him before Jack and Ray join, Jackson and Ray join in and cheer him on. That was that was kind of a fun moment. Yeah. And then uh, turns out Ray built Nate a suit. It was pretty close to what Nate had in mind. Where's my suit? Where's my <laughs> suit? Where's my yeah? <laughs> right. Where is it? I told you it has to be done. Sarah uh, rushes in to interrupt the pair uh, who are burrowing out, and then uh, says that 2016 is called, and they really need their heroes back. So sets it up for the crossover. Dun dun dun. So that was that was Legends. I don't know. Go ahead, guys. Uh, I well, I mean, I I prefer the Jonah Hex in the comics. He's a little too too uh, watered down on TV, but I know they can't go full. Uh, I just shoot people in the face. I just you know. Right. Right. But yeah. Put it. I've not been as happy with this season as, as others. It's better than last season, but that's not saying much because last season was pretty bad. That's <laughs> true. I mean, I don't hear anybody arguing with you. Show standards a C plus by this show standard. Right? Yeah. I mean, I I don't know. And and in keeping with the theme of this week's episode and whatnot, it I mean, it's definitely. From episode to episode, it's good, it's bad, or it's ugly. It's never it's uneven. 
And yeah, it's, it's always it, uneven. It's you know, uneven. but I, I, while there was some, I guess, a little bit of bad storytelling in this episode, I really liked it. I had fun. I mean, I would say it's a C plus, but I had a lot of fun. I really, I mean, I agree with Daryl. Hex is watered down, but what are you going to do for television? Um, the entire thing with Steel, though, um, before before he got shot with the special bullet, with the magic bullet, if you will. Right. Um, just that whole showdown in the streets and the bullets flying off and da da da. I mean, it just was all. So what? Uh, what movie was that with Sharon Stone and and? Um... Quicking the Dead. It wasn't yeah. Silverado, the, the the bad one. Yeah, it was the like that. The quick and the dead. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the quick and the dead <laughs> that, was the bad one. Sam Raimi. It was bad. I don't know. There are parts of the show I really like. I'm glad that it's a lighter touch because I mean, if it's too self serious, we get what we had last season. Yeah. You know what I mean? It would be more like you know, Rip Hunter and everything, which didn't wasn't all that great. I just don't so, want it to be so dumb. Yeah, there are the dumb parts bother me. The parts that the parts that don't make you know logical sense in the story bother me more than. I mean, I don't mind Nate and and, uh, and Ray burrowing out a little bit or, or being a little goofy here and there, but no, like, that's fine. Bro out like with that. Yeah, but, that's that's joyful. Yeah, braid each other's hair. I don't care. But yeah. it also seems like they're moving Ray towards a possibility of having a purpose again. I don't finally. Know. I mean, well, That'd they're nice, not there right? yet. I just, I feel that they may be setting that up, but he it's hard to talk. say because it gets so goofy. Well, he, I just he, feel like he does do goofy too much a little. Like he, he's automatic on. He's like on on automatic of goofy. It's it's weird. Here's what's bothering me. Okay, we we're going through all this stuff about. Oh, he he lost his suit. He lost his suit. Oh no, mm-hmm. he, you know he, he he doesn't have any more powers or whatever because he lost his right. suit. He has to learn to be a hero without his suit or whatever. And now they just ended up finding a bunch of this dwarf star alloy. He yeah. could build a new suit. I mean, he built a suit for right. steel. Yeah. Why yeah. can't he just build a new suit for himself? Yeah. That makes I'm no sure sense, you know. But then the other parts, I I, really, I kind of like the stuff with Mick and Amaya because I like both those actors now. Amaya's kind of loosened up a little bit. Seeing yeah, she got better. She's got she's definitely improved. I still like Sarah. I like Sarah and Hex in this episode quite a bit together playing off. Sarah always saves it. Yeah, Sarah she's always, always good. Saves she's always good. So I mean, it's a real mixed bag for me. There are parts of it I think they're just a little too goofy, and then other parts I think are just great. And um, it's, I still think it's better than last season though. It is. Well, oh, yeah, it's sure. it's oh, it is. It is. By leaps and bounds. So I, I give this one a B. You know, plus yeah. Jeff Fahey gives it that extra push. You know, yeah. for me, because he's awesome. You see him on TV, right? He's awesome. I, just, yeah. I, I was watching him in the cowboy hat and thinking about him playing that barbecue guy in Planet Terror. Do you remember oh. that? Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. Yeah. So anyway, uh, yeah, I get I get a B for this. Um, some real quick news nuggets. As we said, we got a whole bunch of stuff about the crossover. If you go to DCTV Podcast, the Facebook group, you will see a whole bunch of stuff there about the crossover. As I just mentioned, uh, they're also talking Cyborg Superman on Supergirl. Mm-hmm. Be interesting, and um, with some funny screen captures from Gotham that Ken Jr. threw up as well. Um, and we also are talking, uh, we also have an article there talking about Laurel Lance's return to Arrow, which is going to be interesting. I don't know if you guys heard about what they're going to do for season, for uh, episode 100. Uh, 
Right. It's part of the crossover, too. Right. But I don't want to spoil what they're going to do, but it's a pretty cool idea. Mm-hmm. So she'll be back for that. Also, there's an article on Entertainment Weekly ranking every episode of Justice League. Uh, because the animated series 15th anniversary is this month. So beautiful. Uh, if you really want to, you know, if you're into those listicles, you know, want to, you know, argue, you know, no, this one's better than that one. Or, lazy journalism. That one sucks. Oh, but it's, yeah, but they're fun. And people like them because they're fun. So people let people are. enjoy things, okay, Jerry? People enjoy a lot of stuff. No, you mustn't. <laughs> And I must hate them for their enjoyment. (laughs) Where is my helmet? I must braid my hair. I must secretly make them suffer by braiding my hair. (laughs) I must secretly make them suffer for breaking my hair. Uh, Braid my hair now. My hair, Miss Christmas. Oh, I did want to mention this. Uh, Stephen Amell got attacked by a fan. Oh yeah, he was out right. and he got headbutted. I oh, know. I know. And the fan was all drunk and stuff. He's like, I wanted to fight Green Arrow, and Stephen Amell's like, uh, no. Why can't you handle your high? Like that makes me so mad when people no. can't handle their high. Yeah. I know, man. I would do like a Keanu Reeves and like Matrix his ass, but like he'd go in real motion, but he'd feel like it was in slow motion because he was drunk. Like who thinks about that? <laughs> like I, when I get effed up, I'm thinking relaxation, man. Yeah, man. Face, and you, you know what? If I was all like drunk or high or whatever, I saw Stephen Amell. The last thing on my right? mind would be wanting to head, but I'd be like, dude, you look just like Stephen Amell. Right? Right? Come to my house, get on my rooftop, and scream, I am a golden god for my friends. Please. That's all I want from you. Just tell me that you failed the city. Just once. Come on. Please. Please, please, please. Can let me put this eyeliner all around your eyes. You awesome, man. You know, I mean, I would not think that. There's a guy. The guy that does a thing? Yeah. I feel like the last thing I would I would think of to, would be to like attack or headbutt him or something. No, I'd be happy. I'd be, I'd like, be like, dude. Well, it's like when you met Turk at uh, at, at New York Comic Con. Man, like, I was like, Turk? one day. <laughs> I would take a when Amy and I met met uh, Robin Lord Taylor going to the yeah. bat- trying to go to the bathroom. Right. I was like, about the bathroom. And he was just there. We were drunk, and I was like, whoa. Exactly. <laughs> That's yeah. how you do it. You You're don't that go, dude who did that thing. <laughs> Yeah, you're in the, you're the guy from Gotham. Amy is the guy. That's the dude who did that thing. She's like, my son loves the Joker. I'm like The Joker, <laughs> he's not the Joker, he's the penguin. <laughs> I mean that's a that's a Batman. She was that drunk. Yeah. It's like, I think we all were by that time. I'm sure. Are you? Oh, we were lit. We were lit. Then, you know, oh. a, Hostage dome. He was, we was high on steak and booze. Wow. We were balling that night, too. We was balling. Sounds like some balling. Steak and booze. It sounds oh like balling. It was good stuff. Happened. I was there. Yes. Uh, real quick, before we go into the closing announcements, um, my friend uh, Paul Spataro does the uh, Back to the Bins podcast. Mm-hmm. He asked good. me and about 50 other uh, like geeks that he knew to uh, give him their list of their 10 best comic book movies, and he compiled them all into a master list of 100. And they just did a podcast of it, and if you are interested to hear what a sampling of geeks think are the best comic book movies of all time, uh, then definitely give that a listen. It's called Back to the Bins, and if you Google search that, you will find it. Also, the DCTV podcast is available on Mixcloud now. So if you use the Mixcloud service, 
Uh, we'll be posting every episode there. Oh, shit. So check that out. I don't even know what that is. Worldwide, G. Worldwide. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's like SoundCloud. You can, uh, you can upload it's like oh. and promote it. And, yeah, it's, it has its own search engine and stuff. It's pretty cool. So we're going to be there. And if you like Kiki Podcast, and I imagine you do, you stuck around with this one long enough, and we've gone on enough tangents that you're still with us, uh, definitely go to com. And check out all the good stuff there. Gotham by Geeks. It's yeah, like all got helmets on that show. Yeah, all of them. Don't ask why. All of them. Yeah. Don't ask why. Don't ask. Don't no, ask. No, no, you don't need to know. We just um, got them. They all look. They also know Tom King real well. So if you want. <laughs> yeah, we know that guy. That dude doing my comic book. That dude doing the Batman comic book. Um, Janitor. <laughs> he's doing the janitor now. He's, yeah. right, he's riding the janitor. On your latest episode, did you guys answer all those questions that you had gotten on Facebook? You sure did. Because I hadn't listened yet. Has it been published yet? Uh, that I think no, that will go up uh, Tuesday. Okay. Because I'm just curious if you're asking Tom King if he'll bring Aunt Harriet back. Uh, I did not ask Tom that because <laughs> he wasn't on the show. But uh, I'll 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 ask him when I see him. I'll do it. I'll I'll video his answer I, when I hang out. I probably <laughs> in a couple real of time weeks. Facetime all of us individual. I mean, like collectively, so we can all witness this awesomeness or no? Yes, yeah, so I'll I'll I will post the answer <laughs> on Facebook. I probably will chill at his house uh, in a, in a couple of weeks or so. And I'll I'll get an answer and I'll post it. I'll wait for him to be as drunk as he could be. <laughs> oh, and then I'll and then you'll hit him with that Aunt Harriet question. Yeah, then I'll hit him with that. <laughs> it's also no apologies there. Nothing's on, uh, which I do with Daryl and Donnie uh, intermittently as we are able to. Um, uh, Jakey's happy hour. Uh, go trek yourself. So many wonderful podcasts over there. Tellingorkpodcast.com. And if you are interested in other geeky podcasts and you need even more than that, then head over to where this podcast originated from, hhwlod.com. The Walking Dead TV podcast is in full effect once again now that we are back to the real uh, Walking Dead show. And you can check out Daryl and Chubb and myself on that along with Craig and sometimes Russ. And last week, uh, Jordan from Jersey sat in. Yeah. That was cool to hear from him. Uh, Now, Jordan uh, in Austin. Still from Jersey, but in Austin. That's right. Um, but uh, that's available there. Also, It's All Connected, which covers the Marvel side of the television and movies uh, scenarios, much as we cover the DC side. Although, you know, they, they're kind of lazy. They only have, like, what? As two much. I mean, as much, really, Jim? As much? It's not as much. No, not at all. <laughs> they only have two shows. Yeah. Right now, they're doing Luke Cage and S.H.I.E.L.D. And they'd be missing a week. That is one-third of what we cover. Uh, One third. Yeah. They they only on the first episode of Luke Cage. Damn. They are. Man, I don't know. They're great. I'm just saying. <laughs> they don't have they don't have they don't have the efficiency or speed of the DCT. They don't, okay. they don't do what we do. No, they don't do what we do. Yeah, the they don't have the helmets. <laughs> it's the helmets. They help us do it a lot better and a lot uh, faster. That's right. It's the helmets. I hate to get your edge back. Wear helmets. Yeah. yeah. I'm wearing two different helmets right now. Damn. Are you wearing a helmet over your helmet? Of course. I gotta protect my helmet. <laughs> <laughs>
I get good helmets. <laughs> I'm even listening to the band helmet right now. Damn it. <laughs> all right. Okay. All right. All right. Enough. Enough of Gotta the, go. Uh, yeah, we have to go. Yeah. Thanks a lot. Wonderful. And we will see you next week. Until then, we're ghosts. Good night. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Night. Later. Good night. Mm-hmm. Later. Later. Mm-hmm. Later.